The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. This is episode 189 of the show. And I am your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me is Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And of course, this is the official Video Games podcast of W2Net.com and also a partnership with Last Word on Life. And this is a purposeful break. Uh, not just because of the World Cup going on and making my nights basically have the same thing happen every night, but also because I wanted to have a big enough break to where there was actually news that wasn't, this happened at E3, let's talk about it. There is still some that we'll cover in here, but there is actual news that's like sort of like, oh, the news cycle, the news cycle started back up post E3, um, so... I kind of wanted to get out of the whole, oh, let's rank stuff that we already did at the end of the press conferences and all that, everything. So, yeah. plus we didn't go to E3, so it's easier to, like, get out of that than be talking about games that we really didn't play and all, all that stuff. So, but uh, how have you been in that time? Uh, so? I've been okay. Bought some, Bought a few games on the Steam sale and played a lot more. <laughs> What did you get on the Steam sale? Uh, Honey Pop. I know you talked to me about that, but for the people who have no idea what that is. Like, sexy anime match three game. Okay. Only, like, there's nudity. (laughs) Like, it's like, oh, that's one of the ones that they would have removed. Yeah, I, I think they actually have talked about, like, censoring it or something. Um,. Cause yeah, it's like topless and like there's like one character who's like tentacle porn. I was like, "Yep, oh. this okay. is an anime game." Yeah, extreme. Uh, anime, yeah, but the actual gameplay like is actually like, kind of fine. Like that's kind of why I bought it. I don't, you know, it's a good sexy... match free game. It, it's a lot like Puzzle and Dragon. Okay. Like it's not like match three, like the jewel. Like you have to like drag a you know a jewel around and then you fit it in a slot something like that uh and i bought BattleTech. it's a mech warrior rpg right uh they it's listed for 35 dollars but amazon screwed up uh and they listed it for 10 <laughs> so i grabbed it <laughs> nice and i have no intention to ever play it <laughs> <laughs> Just buying a device. Pretty much, I bought it. You know, just because of the price error. Like I was right, like, yeah, right. Let's. Uh, and I want to grab. There's some stuff I want to grab, but I just want the money for it. What about you? What do you want to? Uh, the, the big, th- the big things I want to grab are House Flipper, uh, which is like sixteen bucks. Dead Cells, which is like twelve, I think. 
uh, this game called Pamela. It's an acronym, you know, capital P, capital right. A. Uh, it's like 15, I think. And then Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite for 20. That was just mo- for more morbid curiosity than anything That's else. Not too bad for 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm still debating on whether I want to get Martinez Aces or not. And I don't know. I might wait um, to see if something else strikes my uh, fancy. Yeah. Now that Kingdom Hearts Three is not coming out till next year, one of the games I was sort of like saving up for um, is kind of off that list. So I, I have more open spots in wanting to to play games or whatnot i i am sort of interested in rainbow skies i liked rainbow moon but i don't i don't know if i want to i think what i'm going to do i'm just going to save for octopath traveler that's kind of the game i'm really looking forward to that's coming yeah. out pretty soon so it looks pretty i'm still awesome. looking i'm still looking forward to like uh spider-man that's probably my big game oh yeah i'm looking forward to spider-man too but uh that one's kind of more in the coming out very soon, so yeah, since I haven't really been able to, I haven't really played anything, so that's kind of the thing. I'm like, okay, that's gonna get me back into playing more regularly. Uh, plus, it'll help the World Cup is over by then too. So I'm not watching yeah. that, but uh, I know you are playing a vampire, and I know there's. Well, actually, we have several people on the staff that have vampire and are playing, and it's you have one person that apparently hates the bosses and of course Stephanie loves most of it. So where do you fall on the vampire? Uh, yeah. Combat is generally terrible. It's, uh, I mean, they've made, what is it? Uh, they've made remember me, which is a good game, right. but has bad combat and the same thing. Like, like the combat, like, the one boss, the, the the first boss you meet, is like this werewolf thing in like a sewer, and it took me forty t- tries to beat it. Jeez, that sounds like torture. Yeah, like the combat is like it tries it, you know, it tries, but it's just not good enough. And there's only one spec really because like you can have an like a main hand and an offhand weapon. Uh, or you can just say screw it and have like a two-handed weapon. That's the only way to do it because, uh, like, because you get a uh, counter ability or like a parry, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Damn, that doesn't give you a lot of options there. Yeah. So, so is the how do the how does the AI fight with you? So it's like Batman or. Uh, when you have the counter, yeah. When you don't, it's, when you don't, it's kind of like Dark Souls light. Okay. Uh, so you, like, you have a stamina meter, uh, that, like, one four-hit combo, and you're out of stamina until you, until you, you know, buff it up. Does it generally feel, like, good to be a vampire or whatever is the control you know all the the controls and fighting just so bad that like kind of uh 
I'm trying to think. Like, there aren't a ton of actual vampire stuff. Like, you can mesmerize people and, like, kill them. Uh, but it all kind of just doesn't flow that well. Uh, yeah, it's just a bizarre game. Like, I, I'm reviewing it, and I think I'm giving, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. And I sent it to a friend, like, who's a bigger fan than I am, and she's like, yeah, you're fit. You're fair. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I didn't, I'm not going to finish it just because right. of it. It's such a hassle to just even to get from one side of the map to the other because of, uh, yeah, you, you come across like 20 enemies. Jeez. Like, that's, okay, so that's not, like, are the enemies all a pain to beat? Or is it just the bosses? It, it, no, it's just time consuming. You know, basically counter the enemy. It, you can suck his blood up then to like replenish your blood supply, uh, and then just keep going on. <laughs> is the story any good at all, or does it? The story's not bad. Like the writing is fine. Like there are there's some good characters and. You know, I, I, it's not as good as, like, Life is Strange. Right. Uh, but it's also not quite as embarrassing as Life is Strange either. <laughs> like, the, the there's no mention of Hela in the game, which is probably for the best. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, if you want a vampire game, that's pretty much the only one out there that's not, you know, 10 years or 20 years old. Right. Like, the only other, the only other good one is, like, Vampire uh, Blood, Masquerade Bloodlines, and that's fucking 15 years old at this point i think yeah. or at least 10 so yeah i mean it's serviceable enough but the combat really does bring it down and that like that's disappointing because i thought it would be one of the games that people were talking about for the right consider, reasons considering how like combat is 70 percent of the game that's a problem <laughs> oh that's that's sad to hear yeah. so you know considering the film is out there, the new Fallen Kingdom. There is the Jurassic World Evolution. How is yep. that? Yeah, I got that. Uh, it's okay. It looks really nice. Uh, I finally completed the, the tutorial level, which... <laughs> the tutorial... Like, it took me four or five tries. I'm not kidding. Because so the why tutorial... is it hard? Uh, it doesn't tell you a lot about it really tries to breadcrumb you like into doing certain stuff but it doesn't do it well like the like one one of the thing one of the try things i did was there are well there are three like school like basically schools on the island or in the company there's uh scientific entertainment and uh security and they each have different missions. And, like, if you go in the security route, like, the entertainment and uh, security don't like it for some reason. Which I can't figure out. Like, they're all working for the same fucking company. Like, it doesn't... You know, who cares? Uh, so, like, one of the missions for entertainment on the first island was, like, okay, dig up a carnivore dinosaur fossil, extract the DNA, and then release the car- release, release the dinosaur. 
and it was it didn't tell me like you may want to create a separate pen from away from your herbivore dinosaurs because a carnivore will eat them. <laughs> so uh, I just re- released it and then it ate them and then my park went rating went to shit and I'm like, yeah, you you didn't tell me I could you know build a separate enclosure like that would have been helpful. <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, like you're leaving out information there. Yeah, like I, I, I've I've been trying to do the story, and I kind of just want to do the like, just a sandbox, see if that might be better. Uh, you know, just you know, here's an island, build whatever you want. Uh, like I find some of the systems to be very complicated. Also, like the power management system is kind of insane. Um, but like I said, it looks nice. They got some of the voice actors from the movie, which they didn't get all of them, but they got some, which I give them credit for. Like, and yeah, I have to, I have to get deeper into the game. Like it also like the first, when I finally completed the training mission or the training Island, it took me like two hours. I was like, this is taking for fucking ever. And I had to, I just had to keep building up my rate, my, you know, my, uh, park rating rating to get to number three, like the third rating star. And I'm like, this is, this is going on. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. If you want a dinosaur building game, you know, part building game is the only one out there, probably. Good God. Yeah. I forgot that you like your, your yeah, bio tr- window. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I hear every like 10 minutes or so. Or I, I like it when people race down my, uh, fucking street. It's like, I wish it was a cop that's parked in my, my in my parking lot. You could clearly hear a, like, I guess yeah. there's a truck just going behind. Like, yep. damn. Uh, any anything else? You playing? Uh, I got Killer Instinct on Steam. It's a fucking mess of a game, which is a shame. Like, when I can get it to work, it's great. But the key so word is, is when I can get it to work. Or is this like the Xbox? One this is the version. Xbox One one. They okay. re-released it on, or it came to PC, but they put it on Steam. Uh, it's a fantastic fighting game. Like it's very fluid. Uh, it com like it combos well. The systems are great. It has a ton of characters, but like it boots. It only boots up once, and then if I close the game, it won't boot up again until I restart my computer. And I'm like, oh, this kind of blows. Sucks. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from that, it's fine, <laughs> but that's kind. That's still kind of an issue. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I also, since it finally came out, I re- I reinstalled Wreckfest. What is that again? It's a racing game, like a okay. physics-based racing game. It's it's supposed to be like a. It's like a. Ever played Flat Out? Yeah, I played Flat Out. It's basically like that. Like, it's okay. the same team and everything. Um, yeah, a crash is nice. Like, I mean, when you crash, it does it really well. <laughs> well, that's fun, at least. It lives with the yeah. game, if anything. The only, the only problem with that game is, like, you have races, but then you'll have, like, bonus objectives. Like, crash into three people during this race. Or, uh, you know, it, get this much... Uh, do this much damage in this race. 
which is pretty at odds with getting to number one. <laughs> wow, really? Not well, not totally, but it can lead to some problems. Like I had one race race where it was like, uh, you know, spin out three people, and it, I'm trying to do that, and like, meanwhile, I'm in twelfth place at a twenty. And the you know the the first guy is like way up above me, and I'm like, great, I'm I'm really gonna catch this guy. <laughs> so it just makes it like almost impossible to. Well, I mean, if you just kind of ignore the bonus objectives, then you, then you can kind of bang it out, no problem. <laughs> but what are like? Do you really get anything great for doing the bonus objectives, or you, you get more uh, experience? You actually have like a level system, and uh, I think more money too. So, but yeah. I mean, it's not your type of game, I know, but <laughs> it's it's fun enough for what it's trying to do. I like like burnout and stuff like that to crash in. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no there's not a sense of speed in this game though. Like, there's no like you know turbo meter or anything. But uh, one of the first races you do is with lawnmowers. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that sounds awesome, actually. One of, one, like, one of the objectives is, like, take out three people. So you just ram a lawnmower and the other guy explodes. <laughs> That's awesome. Now I need to actually see this. So, like, you just progress into, like, better from a lawnmower yeah. to, like, different like, vehicles? Yeah, to, like, actual cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You just start there and just, like, all right, we're just randomly into cars now. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it, it, that's like the first race. That's the only race you have to do first, because the only go Colt can go like forty miles per hour. So, nice. Well, so you you playing anything fun? <laughs> I am uh, not playing anything right now. I I did see Incredibles two today uh, with Anaya, and that was. Uh, that was uh, really good. I, I enjoyed it. I liked it just as much as the first one. I mean, I haven't seen the first one in a long time, so I can't do like a direct comparison. But um, I thought the story was was pretty good. Uh, I haven't read a lot of reviews, so I don't know if there's any kind of feeling of the whole. Oh, we went with the last girl, so we can you know try to promote the whole. I don't women think so. Empowerment or thing, which I appreciate. It. There's not. But uh, I, I think it, it ties in well. I think they, they can kind of just end it there, though. I don't know what they would do for a third movie, but oh, they'll just you know have the kid grow up probably, or you know they'll be slightly older. And you now the only review I've seen was I think like the really terrible New York Times review that was like god awful. Say? It was like some. Uh, he was like comparing it to like Fifty Shades of Grey or something. What? Yeah, it was like this is this is odd. Yeah, I I don't know about the whole. I, I have seen people like really saying it's so one of the best like superhero movies or whatever. I don't know about that, but it's a really good sequel to a really good beloved Pixar movie. Um, I do like that they you know have the actors before the movie even starts. You know, let you know, hey, we know it's been 14 years or whatever. Uh, hope you enjoy it, whatnot. It's, um, 
Yeah, it's just the way it's it's set up. They actually, ha- I I really like the villain in this one. Um, the way that they did it, though, it's gonna be they'd have to just come up out of thin air with another villain, I guess, to do a third well, movie if they want to. Didn't they do that with the second one? <laughs> right, but this one kind of like made sense of what they're they were trying to do with that story, right? Of the whole oh well, the supers have been basically made illegal and. You know, they're having to hide underground and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah. I I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I'm sure there's people that are going to want to see, like, Jack-Jack be more grown up and stuff. But I don't know. Oh, I feel like if they don't make a third one, it, I'd be fine with it, too. Here's part of that review. And I'll read, I'll read this verbatim. Uh, I'm going to read, like, midway through. Because Mommy just leaned over to Daddy and whispered, quote, is it just me, or does Miss Incredible kind of look like Anastasia in Fifty Shades of Grey? You know, the girl in the red room with all the whips and stuff? And Daddy just rested his cooling soda firmly in his lap, and like Mr. Incredible, tried to very hard to think of algebra. And it's like, that's what? that's not a good review. Wow, <laughs> that's that's awful. I, I There was a lot, you know, the thing is too, like having Anaya there, and also just there's a lot of things you can relate to as a parent uh, with that movie, which made it very uh, relatable to adults, along with, you know, having to laugh for the kids. Uh, that that one, I mean, the one when they showed in the trailer resonates with me because sometimes I'm sitting there doing math with a nine and I'm going, why did they make this harder? Like, yeah, how could you change exactly what he says? Like, how could you change math? And they somehow did that, you know? So it's like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I like that. I enjoyed the movie for what it is. I, I think it uh, it's very. I'm I'm glad that they made it. Uh, you know, I know that they have other stuff lined up, but yeah. Now I'm really excited for Wreck It Ralph and all that. I keep seeing yeah. the trailer; and it makes me laugh every time. I love that uh, Disney makes fun of itself with the princesses and all that. That was. I think it's going to spoil it when the movie actually comes out, but it's, it's I thought it's, it's a really good scene. I laugh every time because it's like Disney actually took the time to make fun of itself. That's good. Yeah. They, they need to do that more often. But all right, <laughs> let's, let's get into the actual what's been happening lately. Um, like I said, we will get into some stuff. Uh, that has to do with post E3, but not that much because again, we weren't at E3, so we didn't really demo get to demo games or whatnot. But there's still plenty to to discuss here. And so first of all, just because it's easy to get this thing out of the way, uh, it's towards the end of the month, so you know what that means. The sales for May 2018 are out there, and this was a little tricky because there's all three. Uh, systems did well. Um, they all have different awards that they got for this. And also May of 2018 had the highest hardware sales numbers since 2011 from the month of May. So that lets you know that they just had a lot of good games that have come out in the last couple of months that people have actually been wanting uh, to pick up. But uh, PS4 is the topper in hardware so hardware overall hardware sales the Shocker. nintendo switch with the neon controllers which is the one that i have do you have, you have that a one? You have the gray one 
I had the red and blue one, the good one. Okay. That one... The, the proper the, one. Yes, the proper one, because the gray one just looks so bland. Uh, the That one is actually the highest-selling skew of all the hardware platforms. Um, so the highest-selling, like, that version of the hardware sold more than all the other PlayStations, apparently. But the PS4, because it has so many different SKUs, including the Pro and all that uh, included, sold more. And State of Decay 2 is the highest-selling game of May 2018. It also helps a lot that State of Decay 2 is $30. So um, let's put that into context as well. It's cheaper than all the other games uh, that are yeah. on this list. Uh, I'm doubting that they're not counting. I'm assuming they're not counting Game Pass as sales for this. So that's good for Microsoft, at least that even though they have Game Pass, people are still going out there and buying the game. So, well, do they? I don't. I don't have the figures, but do they sell? Say how many it's actually sold or no? It doesn't say here. It just because that's top that, 10. that's that's actually kind of the curious thing for me is they may actually count Game Pass because like when God of War came, you know, when that sold last month, they were like, oh, it sold five million copies. If you know, State of Decay two sold whatever three million copies, Microsoft would say that, but they don't. So well, technically, kind of God of War came out in April, though, right? So yeah, but I mean, it sold five million copies in April, right? Yeah, that's what I, I think. What it is is like all these other games, except for Detroit, came out, uh, and Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze is a you know remaster. Yeah. So like, it doesn't really have State of Decay two. I think is like the only like real new game that's on this top 10 list. So it's State of Decay 2, God of War, uh, which you would assume still being one of the biggest games out there is going to be selling well. Uh, Detroit Become Human, which did come out in May, uh, towards the end of May, but I don't think anybody expected that to be a huge uh, seller. I don't think any of the other games have been like sold well out of the gate. I think they wound up selling a million by the end of it. Like I know, I think... uh, Beyond Two Souls probably did, but they usually aren't like killers at the beginning, like you know, yeah. God of War was. Far Cry Five, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is a remaster. Grand Theft Auto Five, which my God is still selling. They, fi- they finally lowered that to twenty bucks on like when you can get it on sale. Ah, that that helps as well. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, also a remaster, uh, is on here. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and NBA 2K18. So, again, State of Decay 2 is technically, aside from Detroit Become Human, is really the only game that's new that came out in that month. Uh, Hyrule Warriors and Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze did come out in this month, but they're older games, even though I guess, you know, who knows how many people actually bought that on 3DS and Wii U uh, when you think about Hyrule Warriors, but... Yeah, I mean, that's also the power of the Switch. People are just wanting to buy games for that thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good, good news for the month of May as far as gaming goes. Now, when it comes to this thing that we're going to talk about here, we've talked about this before because it came out like really early in the year about the World Health Organization was going to classify gaming as the having being able to be classified as a disorder. 
now they kind of just left it up in the air as okay, well, gaming disorder is going to be considered part of the international classification of diseases document. Well, now they have actually released these specific behaviors that doctors can use to diagnose uh, gaming disorder, which I think some people's complaint about this is that this makes it too narrow and that now you can't just walk in and go, oh, the doctor just goes, oh, you have an addiction. Uh, you have to actually be showing these signs. But then when you think about addiction, this is kind of what you show when you do have an addiction to something. And then second, I think the people are over uh, emphasizing this into, well, oh my God, we can't have video games be considered a disorder because people are going to think that means video games are bad. And let, let's... Let me go down the three things first. We can talk about that, and then we can talk about the whole issue that people are raising about whether this means people are going to think this is bad or not. So, number one, apparent impaired control over gaming. You know, basically, you have to do it too many times. How long you do it? Uh, the, the fact that you can't stop doing it over something else. Uh, you make gaming more important than things that you need to do in your life. That's normal addiction situation and basically bad stuff happens to you but you have to keep gaming regardless that's also normal addiction things right like stuff happens ah who cares i still got to go out there and get my my cocaine or my alcohol or whatever um obviously gaming is a bit more mental than physical as you know the other Drugs usually hit you more physically. This is more of a, oh, I mentally have to decide to play this game. But, like, what do you think? I mean, I know both of us have seen cases of people get addicted to games. So we know this happens. But do you think that they really need to get so specific with it? Um, I think their wording is kind of suspect. Like, they should come out, kind of come out and say, like, obviously, like, specific examples. But... Yeah, like, I think gaming addiction does exist for sure. Like, I had friends who dropped out of college because of, like, World of Warcraft. Uh, or even stuff like, you know, Fortnite now. Um, or, you know, all these stupid mobile games that have, like, loot boxes in them. I mean, that's kind of why they're getting down loot boxes in the first place. Because it's basically activating the same center as your, of your brain as, like, a casino. You know, a uh, jukebox. Not a jukebox. A, uh... Uh, not roulette wheel, damn it, slot machine wood. Sorry. Machine, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I think gaming can have an adverse impact. Like I, I think I saw a few weeks ago, like everyone was making fun of like one of the guidelines was like, oh, if you play games two hours a day or more, and it's like I, I routinely do that. I'm not addicted to it though. <laughs> like you know, everyone on Twitter was like, oh, that's that's dumb. Like, oh, how do people do that? But I think the the point is like I mean it's like it's almost like whoever does streaming you're usually streaming more than two hours every time you stream so how many of those people are included in that you know yeah or or it's the same thing as like t you know watching TV or being on the phone or be, you know being on your cell phone like or the internet like you can make the case for a lot of those things <laughs> yeah and I, I think that's 
I totally get that point too. Like, you know, you could consider binge watching an addiction, you know, uh, with how Netflix does their stuff and and how crazy people get about that sometimes. But yeah, yeah just for me, it's not an addiction unless you are not going to work or are not, you know, eating or doing things you need to do because of gaming and you know you're not paying your bills uh, i mean you're probably you're paying the electric bill and the internet bill because you need that to keep gaming but the other bills that you know you need to pay you're not paying those because oh well who cares i can let the water bill go i can go buy a bottle of water you know whatever you know so well, it's like the same thing in like old uh, internet cafes in like Korea, like kids dying because their parents are playing StarCraft all day or something. Yeah, it's. I mean, those are the extremes of addiction, right? Because you you can sort of be addict. You can have like a casual addiction as well, but that opens doors uh, that this is not really alluding to. I think the people that are so. so what do you? I there's a quote here of people being concerned about seeing gaming disorder basically being shown as a disorder and that there's mounting evidence that you shouldn't include it in this because there's so many people that play it safely and sensibly and I think it's always it's yeah. always the same thing about people getting defensive about their hobbies. Right. Like you know, think about like why do you think you know, the gun lobby doesn't want gun studies being published. It's the same thing because the, you know, there's pretty empirical evidence. More guns doesn't make you more safe. It makes you less, but not according to like the NRA. Like they're like, Oh no, it's no good. Oh, the only st- st- way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. I was like, no, then more people just you to get shot. But so yeah, or it's, just, it's just the same thing about people being too defensive about their hobbies or, you know, their lifestyle. Yeah, I, I do I do get that connection of people already, you know, having this sort of every time there's a school shooting, every time there's something bad that happens, they make that correlation of video game violence is causing this or whatever. And then you have to go refute that and show that there's studies against this and whatever. And that, oh, well, now we have video games being an addiction. So, oh, my God this means we're going to have more people correlating video games equals bad. And there's going to be always those extremists that are going to do that. But I think that it's okay to have this be classified in there. Number one, it's not getting ratified until May, 2019 and it's not going to be effective until January 1st, 2022. So there's a lot that can change in that time. Uh, Secondly, I think it's just, it's a, it's a, going with the times right i wouldn't be surprised if you know mobile phones become something eventually you know or or tv or or whatever i just think that video games because it's an interactive thing allows itself to to become that we both have stories of i had friends drop out of college because of that i had a person close to me you know lose their marriage because they got too into that into wow you know um it's it's happened and granted maybe it doesn't happen as much now as it used to because people can kind of control themselves when gaming gaming is also an expensive hobby so it precludes people from you know 
getting too crazy. But yeah, with Fortnite out there and PUBG out there and all these multiplayer games that are really coming to the forefront, it's kind of lent itself to becoming that again. I, it's not rampant, but I don't think it's wrong to have it out there. Now, if you're going to a rehab for this and you're sitting next to somebody doing hardcore drugs or alcohol or whatever, are you going to be seen yeah. the same way? No. So, some guy with track marks going like, what are you in here for? Cocaine. What are you in here for? Call of Duty. <laughs> like yeah, that, they're going to laugh doesn't... at you, right? But, I mean, it is what it is. People people have addictions to different things. So Yeah, I saw, I saw some story, I think a few weeks ago, about some nine-year-old girl or something in, in England. Like, she would, like, wet herself because she didn't want to get up to go to the bathroom because she was playing Fortnite. Yikes! Yeah, that's, and that's like that—that's crossing a line. <laughs> She's also nine. It's kind of yeah, but if your yeah. nine-year-old did you know started doing that, you shut that shit up off real quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, there's times where I have to be careful with Anaya because she has the problem of uh, still learning how to go to the bathroom when we had to buy a watch for her and everything. And when she's in the house is when she has the most accidents because she gets so hooked into watching a, you know, a TV show or something on YouTube. And she kind of just shuts off her brain to, Oh crap. I need to go to the bathroom. And there's times where I have to go, okay, well, you need to, I need to shut this off and you need to show me that you're going to the bathroom normally because apparently this is becoming too much of a problem. But if she goes out and she doesn't have the TV to distract her, she goes normal. Right. So it's, it's, it's just, you know, kids are much easily distractible than adults. But again, addiction is addiction. I think it's okay to allow this to be in there. People are going to take this the way they want, but. I don't think it's bad for the gaming industry to to have this be included. Yeah. Speaking of PUBG, they have gotten a ton of backlash lately because... Now, granted, they're just doing the same thing that Fortnite did, right? Fortnite added an event pass. But the difference between Fortnite and PUBG is that Fortnite is free. At least the Battle Royale, which is the main mode people are playing. And Fortnite has way less problems technically than PUBG does. And they already charge you $30 to play PUBG. Then in order to get more from it, you need to pay this $10 event pass. So I don't play PUBG, I don't play Fortnite, but I can totally see where people are upset that we already paid 30 bucks for this game. Now you want us to pay 10 more dollars and the game has a lot of problems. I mean, PUBG does have problems, but I think they're kind of blown out of proportion to an extent. And, you know, people don't bitch about, like, paying, you know, a $50 season pass for Call of Duty. Most, you know, it's the same thing, really. I I get more enjoyment out out of Battlegrounds than I would out of Call of Duty, so. Yeah, granted. I, I do I can see the correlation, right, of like oh well Fortnite's already beating PUBG. Uh they're giving us this ten dollar thing to keep adding things to it. 
in fact, uh, Epic's going as far as suing a former tester that apparently let out the whole of uh, what's going to be happening in Season 4 uh, because he violated an NDA, which Epic's in their right to do. You're violating NDAs, then you suffer the consequences of that. But, I mean, PUBG has 400 million registered users. 87 million people are playing every day. I don't think this is going to hurt them too much. But, man, when you're also getting bad press about there being a lot of cheaters and, you know, all that stuff in there, I don't know. This doesn't help you. Yeah. But I don't think uh, they're sweating it too much. (laughs) Yeah, and there's people that are going to pay this event pass anyway. Oh, yeah. Right, because... They want to keep them. They want to. They want this to keep updating and and keep having content. So. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing like Rainbow Six Siege. Like when the new season comes out, you pay twenty bucks for the new characters or whatever. Yeah, that's people are kind of used to this. They're gonna complain, but this is nowhere near the uh, EA loot boxes or anything like that where you're gonna raise yeah. up enough stink where they're gonna remove it. Right. Uh, Life is Strange 2 gets a release date of September 27th. I remember that basically today you can go download that uh, uh, Adventures of Captain Underpants or whatever is it? The Captain something? Yeah. uh, Game. Captain Awesome, I think. Captain Awesome, (laughs) yes. That's... Captain Spirit, I'm sorry, the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit. I have it right in front of me, and I, I'm just, it's free today. So if you're excited about Life is Strange, and this is kind of kind of have some choices that you make that affect Life is Strange too, so you may want to play it. Um, yeah, I'll give it a shot probably. But yeah, I, I, I know you're a big Life is Strange fan, so you have to be excited for this. Yeah, but I'm more yeah, like I'm more excited for Life is Strange than you know Captain Underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it's a neat premise. Like I like the idea when they showed it. Um, just uh, yeah, I'm I'm like you. I, I still need to go and finish Life is Strange at some point. But, yeah, uh, glad to know they're working on it. And it's coming out later this year. So yeah, it's kind of quick actually. Like I'm pleasant. I'm you know. Pleasantly hopeful. I mean, it is, you know, released episodically, so maybe yeah, they'll but be I'm done like, by the end of the year, maybe not. No, because they take two months, but I'm like Telltale, like they actually have a set schedule. <laughs> Let's hope they don't have any uh, delays uh, in that schedule. I don't, but... I don't think uh, Life is Strange ever had a, like, any big delays. Yeah, that released pretty on time. So, I may be wrong, but I, I'm... Pretty sure, you know, it was, you know, pretty regular. That's positive, though, because that means that they're suddenly working on it. They know what they want to do with it. It's just kind of getting it polished and ready for the next episode. But I don't have have as many, uh, you know, systems. Like, they're not releasing anything on, like, 360 and PS3. Like, they're just focusing on the current gen, so that'll help. Yeah, and not even on Switch, either, so it's just the the other three main systems, which, like you said, helps, because it's all PC architecture anyway. Yeah. Speaking of Telltale, though, 
not only are they getting sued by their former CEO, which that's a whole legalese battle I'm not getting into. I don't think it really, you know, has to do much with us. I think that guy sounds kind of nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and that he guy sounds nuts. He kind of, like, from all intents and purposes, it kind of, sounds like he kind of ruined that studio. <laughs> well, yeah, but then Telltale also keeps signing deals. Yeah, you know, but they're, you know, that, that's, he's, what led to that is they kept signing more and more deals and they didn't have, like, the support staff and, like, the, you know, the people that actually make it work. <laughs> so two things out of the Telltale camp here to discuss. Speaking of signing more deals, they have made a deal with Netflix to make a Stranger Things game, uh, which will very, very much a normal Telltale game focused on Stranger Things. I'm a huge Stranger Things fan, so I'm down uh, for that. However, Netflix also gets something uh, that we'll talk about with their other new story here, because it kind of ties in. Uh, Netflix is going to bring their Minecraft story mode, which has been one of their more... uh, I liked it. Not everybody else did, and I'm not a Minecraft fan. I liked it. Um... But I think it's been one of the ones that people have liked that have enjoyed the most. I think out of the variety of the ones that they've had, they're going to make an interactive experience on Netflix that you can play Minecraft Story Mode on. So almost kind of like a choose your own adventure story. Yeah, pre- um, you know, press remote button to choose one thing or the other. <laughs> right, which I think that's fun. I mean, that that's cool. That's a good idea, uh, I think. And going into that, apparently they might have been actually st- tried to start this earlier um, and might be one of the things that they didn't do because of their previous uh, CEO who is currently suing them. Uh, they are now deciding, Telltale, after all this time, after all these games that they've made, they have now decided they're going to switch the Unity engine. They're done with the Telltale engine. They're going to go in, and uh, Unity Engine is going to be their thing going forward. The Walking Dead final season will be the final set of game episodes that will include the Telltale uh, engine. So get ready for more um, pauses and random freezes and all that stuff. But, well, uh, I, I was going to say, given how well Unity runs on PSN or PS4, that doesn't expectly inspire me with a ton of confidence. <laughs> true but at least you might get it running well on pc or or running well on xbox one no not xbox like because i remember me and adam had to review that we we're supposed to review that torment game on ps or that came out like a year or two ago and i'm oh, like God. the ps4 it barely ran and on the xbox one it crashed out whenever we tried to load it so oh. God, I remember the, sto- the horror stories you <laughs> told me that yeah. game. <laughs> but thankfully, that me- I don't know if this is good or not. means that Wolf Among Us Season 2 and Game of Thrones Season 2 uh, will use the Unity engine. In fact, this leads to the thing I was talking about. Apparently, at one point, when they were making the first Game of Thrones season... They were supposed to try to also have Game of Thrones, that Telltale game, on HBO Now as well. Like an interactive experience. 
but they couldn't do it because the engine wasn't good enough to run along with HBO Now. So Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so this new engine is kind of what's allowing the Stranger Things game to be able to possibly also wind up being ported on Netflix and, of course, Minecraft Story Mode to have the interactive thing. So we'll see. We'll see if it actually works out, but I don't know. It's just, man, these Telltale games recently have just been kind of like, eh? So I don't know. I'm excited to kind of end The Walking Dead because uh, I enjoyed the first two seasons. I guess I'll have to trudge through that third season or whatever. Uh, and, I, yeah. And I would say the last good game they've made was Borderlands, which, yep. they, I mean, it didn't sell for shit, according to them. Uh, I heard, Like, the Minecraft game, I've heard is fine. It, 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 I don't care about it. Uh, the Game of Thrones has been terrible. Those Batman games are pretty bad. Like, they're good stories, but... The engine is so ancient that it just plays badly, and I, I don't know about you. I I know no one who gave a fuck about like Walking Dead season three. Yeah, no one talked about that game. I know people. There's people that actually liked the Guardians one. I played a couple episodes. It was fine. That's uh, another one. Like I heard no one talk about that one either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw some people putting it up there on their like favorite games they enjoyed of last year and I was like, well, that's a total surprise. You're like one of the people I've seen talk about it at all. So, yeah. you know, uh, the Batman season two is like gone. And I think aside from Greg Miller, who makes a point to talk about it, I think he's like the only one that whenever really talks about it at all. So they review fairly well, but it's right. just like, you know, too much, too much coming out at one, you know, you got at least two or three Telltale games coming out at the same time, usually, so they just get lost in the shuffle. And also, Batman kind of doesn't really have anything going on right now to tie it into. Walking Dead is sort of starting to really run its course. Um, I know that I know it still has a huge, huge following, but I feel like it's getting it's starting to wear on people. I think, and. Yeah, you know, you got Andrew Lincoln finally leaving the show and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I don't know how well this is going to be received when it comes out. But maybe Stranger Things will will be that. Or Wolf Among Us too, which a lot of people have been... I'm waiting for that. I know there's a lot of other people waiting for that. Uh, I am, yeah. That I, might I, be the I, thing I, that finally gets it back into the conversation. I, I view, like, Wolf Among Us 2 as, like, their last shot, essentially. Because it's been burning out so much. That's kind of where I'm at, too. I think, like, that's their one sort of... I know it's based on a comic, but it's, like, their one original that they have that people are kind of anticipating. And if they can knock into that story again, I think they're, they'll are well, help themselves. I mean, it's not, like you said, it's based on a comic, but it's not based on a TV show or a movie. So that helps. <laughs> yeah, they have more license. That's why I think people liked, liked a lot of uh, Borderlands, because while it was based on the game, it had pretty much nothing to do with the game. <laughs> yeah, it had its own characters, and aside from having the robot, and I think, like, Claptrap showed up at some point. Um, 
yeah, there was really nothing to tie it to the game. So it was like it had its own story and you could just enjoy those characters. Like me and you talked about like they need to just make a game based on those characters. Forget, you know, continuing the other ones. Yeah. Uh so Capcom has gotten itself in a little bit of a issue with one of their, you know, big franchises, but they've also discussed something that we kind of figured right when they announced the Resident Evil 7 was going to be in the cloud. That wasn't going to be their only game they're making in the cloud. Uh, right now, though, it's only available in Japan, the Resident Evil 7 game, that is. They're kind of using that as a test base before they move it over to the other countries right now. But there's a chance that Devil May Cry 5, Resident Evil 2 Remake, maybe even Monster Hunter Ultimate, or the Monster Hunter World, show yeah, up in that's the cloud. Fun. Um, I mean, it's all possible, but I'm I'm sure they're using RE7 as a good test case just to see how, like, well, it's actually going to perform. And, you know, if it does well, maybe. But I think I think also the the problem, at least for Americans, is just, like, that whole not owning it will annoy people. Like, you're basically renting the game. And it doesn't really matter for how much, like, how long that's going to be. Like, there's just kind of that disconnect that Americans have. I mean, but it like we saw at E three though, between Microsoft, EA, even uh Eve Guimont from Ubisoft is saying streaming is Yeah, the but that was that was all pretty speculative. Like they were talking about like five or ten years in the future. Not but, you know, next but next they're year building or... that technology, so you know. Um I'll, I I think I, the problem is gonna be like you can't download it, so if and Nintendo Switch already has problems with, you know, if you don't have the best internet, sometimes yeah. it doesn't run that great. So that, that, uh, that's what I was gonna say is like if you live on the boonies, you're screwed. Yeah, might as well hope you have a PS4 at that point. Or like what happened? What happens? I mean, the Switch is nominally supposed to be a portable product. What happens when you go from your home, which has internet? To a place that does not. <laughs> Can't play that game, I guess. Yeah. And load up Mario, I guess, and play that. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that's the thing, right? Like, if people are fine with knowing that there's going to be games on your Switch that you cannot play with, you know, play anywhere, then that's fine. Uh, but, again, I think that's the biggest thing for me, too, is... I'm not the I'm, biggest fan of this. Like, I'm okay with it if they had it in a, some kind of a service like Game Pass, where I know I'm paying ten dollars a month and stuff can leave and go and and other things come on. But when it's like one game and I, and especially if I'm paying more than like twenty bucks, and they can take it away at any moment and I don't even know, like, oh, I don't know about that. You know, it's. That's a little bit way out there. Yeah. Like, if you think about, like, Japanese culture, like, this is an old story, but, like, when StarCraft, I think StarCraft Two came out, it was barely on sale in, in South Korea. What people would do is they would rent time to play the game instead at, like, the internet cafes. Because it just had a cafe license. So it's like, okay, I'm going to play this game all night, and that's it. Like, people didn't have their own account. with like, their own, like, 
Battle.net, I, you know, account with StarCraft 2 on it, they just play the cafe version. And it's the same, pretty much the same idea there. Which, yeah, I totally understand that point. Um, but even then, I think going to a cafe and playing something, you kind of know what you're getting into. This is your home console, right? That everything else you're sitting there seeing on your screen, you own in some way or another. Obviously, there's that question about, you know, downloading something onto your system. That's also giving you a license. Like, do you, you know, they could tell, could take that away as well. But that's a harder thing to swallow than, I think, this cloud stuff. And we'll see how far, if somebody else besides Capcom gets in the game here on this for some Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course... It wouldn't be Capcom without a little bit of controversy. And just because, I guess, uh, they wanted to add something into Street Fighter V to to get people playing it again or giving people bigger chances at things, they have added what is basically the equivalent of loot boxes, which they call Fighting Chance. Uh, It makes it to where... Uh, you can obtain uh, different things in this mode. So uh, there's a fortune teller that gives you like a fantasy fortune reading and it gives you like multiple random items. Some are that are actually exclusive to this new thing that they included. And yeah, it's kind of rubbing people the wrong way here because... With all the stuff going on with loot boxes, like, why would you include this? I mean, I would say it's annoying and kind of crass, but, like, Dragon Ball Fighter Z has the same damn thing. Like Nobody talks about it because they like that game, right? So Yeah, and they didn't add it in, you know, six months six months after the fact. It was already in there from the, from the get-go. Also, I don't think... I think the thing in Dragon Ball Fighter Z is there's no way to actually buy... Well, I think there is. I'm not sure if there is a way to buy, like, the premium currency or not, but there might be. Look. But, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you can unlock colors or, you know, different BGM, you know, background music stuff or, you know, stuff like that. Costume stuff that's not really... Well, it's not costumes because, you know, it's all, you know, it's not even that. It's like... Well, for Street Fighter it is. Oh yeah, for but for Dragon Ball, it's like all the shit for like your avatar in the like online lobby. There's no like who really cares. <laughs> yeah, there's no costume. I don't think there's any costumes or colors for like the actual in-game fighters. It's just like, oh, I want to be like Majin Buu now, but instead of a you know a red hat, he has a purple hat or something like that. <laughs> like yeah, I get it. Like this makes fight money a bit more grindy to get a costume that you might actually want. But I think it's getting a like I don't have a problem with this so much because again you're talking about like costumes and like art and stuff like that that's not really that important, you know. Uh, it's kind of silly to also add in there, but it's not the worst thing in the world. There could have been worse things that they they added into this. Um, yeah. Getting uh, I I meant to do this in order, but. I, I kind of forgot because usually I try to order the dock in the same order so we all we talk about things all at once. But 
So a lot I of questions you. were going around <laughs> with the uh, what Nintendo Switch Online actually is. What does it mean for you know the Virtual Console? What does it mean for their older games? Uh, there was no Nintendo 64 Classic, as you know we had speculated about, and others had as well. So finally, Reggie Fizeme has come out and talked that basically Nintendo Switch Online is the virtual console just they're going to release games for it over time so it's going to be released more in i guess the same way sort of game passes where you get a certain amount of games from whatever system whether it's super nintendo or 64 gamecube whatever and they'll add to it over time i don't know if it'll go in and out or whatever, but... I, I think it's supposed yeah. to go in and out, because it's original plan. Uh, we'll see. But the, we'll see what that... Their original is. plan is also, like, we're going to have 10 games every month or something like that, and they quickly walked... Like, quickly walked that away. <laughs> yeah, they were also supposed to, like, give you two every month that you could have for that month, or whatever it is that they're doing. Like, you know, for 20 bucks a year... If they're going to do it this way, I don't think it's bad because that also includes the online. It's not like Xbox where the Game Pass is a separate $10 aside from the $60 a year that you're paying. So, you know, there's there's that as well. This is all included in that package, which helps it stand out more for Nintendo. But I don't have a problem with it. I think it's better than telling somebody, okay, here, pay for Zelda Link to the Past for like the fifth time. Or yeah, and that's always been my 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 thing is like, why would I do that? Like, I mean, there's people that have, there's people that own it on every single console that it's come out on, and that's fine if you want to do that if you really love that game. But uh, like, I probably would have done that with Chrono Trigger if I really cared to. But like, I think this is a better way than saying, "All right, here's Virtual Console again." Oh, none of your stuff um, transfers over go buy it again you know so yeah I, I don't have a problem with it so much i know there's people that like really want virtual console they want it the way they remember it and all that stuff but as soon as they say it's not transferring then are you really gonna care yeah speaking of that have you seen how much the switch has been busted up in the past two months i've seen some of it yeah like the like, there are videos of people just installing, like, retro arch on the Switch. So it's like, if you want Zelda on it, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's people that I think Nintendo's actually going out there and uh, ban. They're they're banning people that have illegal games. Well, they're banning people who have, count, like, you know, counterfeit or pirated games, which is valid. Like, I'm not going to... They can uh, the, the way they explained it, like they can tell, like this copy of Zelda is not legitimate. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that doesn't they don't like that. But I I would say like for the people who are you know fucking with their switches and going like I want to put you know Mario World on this thing, let them like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't think they if they have plans to release that as part of the Game Pass, I don't think that they're gonna want to. You know, yeah, but people have let, that. Let, let's be real. Nintendo's online plans over the past two uh, consoles have not been great. I have 
little faith that the third time is the charm. <laughs> My problem is more the friend code thing and the way that they set up the whole sometimes it's hard to get your friend in a game thing than it than it because the oh. online generally works well. You mean, you mean the system that the other two guys have figured out, you know, two generations ago? <laughs> that I do not understand. Like, come on, people. Like, you can't talk to some Japanese folks at Sony. Like, it's not even like I understand it. Maybe you don't. Like, y'all even have this working relationship with Microsoft now. Like, you can't talk to someone there about how to improve your online infrastructure. I mean, I just don't get that. Yeah. It's, you have so much available to you, and it's it's like they just kind of stay in their own bubble when it comes to this thing. Like, Oh, yeah, that's what Nintendo does. There's so much quality of life things that could have been improved uh, for the Switch that it's still like, why why is this a problem Just so, so many years later? But So some interesting things out of the uh, – Nomura did a big interview – Discussing Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, at E3, he uh, said that people should expect that there is going to be Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. So, um, you can finally get that Little Mermaid Atlantica world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He does say that there's a chance that you they could add customizability uh, to some of the characters, uh, but that's not. A total given right now and the interesting thing that i took out of this as well is that he makes it seem like microsoft is not interested in a kingdom hearts 1.5 2.5 and 2.8 collection that basically microsoft just has to say yeah we'll do it and they could get to work on it but they hadn't even had those conversations well the, the problem is is it microsoft have to pay for it and I think yeah. after the Final Fantasy thirteen debacle, they're a little gun shot that type of stuff. <laughs> I think also it's for Microsoft they have to go like, well, how many people yeah. own only gonna... an Xbox One and don't have a PS three or a PS four where they could have bought this collection? Well, I think like even if you had it on PS three, I think like if you only had an Xbox One and you had wanted to get Kingdom Hearts, people would probably do it. But just how many copies would you sell? Like, I don't think it'd be that many. Yeah, for how like, much you would have to pay Disney and and Sony and everybody else involved. You know. And how quickly are they going to get this out as well? So if it's going to come out after Kingdom Hearts 3, are people going to care? Yeah. At that point. So, you know, that's uh, another thing. Uh, as well, they they have been uh, providing recap videos, but they're only in Japanese right now. So, uh, whenever they do translate them into English, uh, I'll talk about it on here probably. Because uh, just even though I played all those games, it's been a while, and I do kind of want to see what they uh, go over on them. Um, I I think also uh, something that uh, that he brings up in this is the. A lot of people have questioned about why is why have they not shown too many Final Fantasy characters? And Nomura answers that by saying that basically he made this story so freaking convoluted that he can't even remember what Disney characters have met each other. 
and which ones haven't at this point. So imagine trying to put in Final Fantasy characters into that and also remembering which Final Fantasy characters have met each other and, and all that stuff in the game. And yeah, but yes. I, I agree with him in principle. Well, two things. I, you're going to watch those Kingdom Hearts videos just to see what their own internal logic thinks about them, about yeah. their story. But also, there's only been, I think, six, King, six Final Fantasy uh, guys in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Cloud, Sephiroth, Leon, Yuffie, uh, Oron, uh, Aerith, and Oron. And, oh, uh, Titus had... and Selfie and Waka are the three. Yeah, kids. They, yeah. That's gonna say the little kids, but they weren't. I mean, they weren't important, really. Right. But also, like, what does it like? What does it matter if they've met each other before or not? Oh, like... and also, what's his face? Um, the other guy from Eight. Squall. No, the guy that goes against Squall. He's uh, uh he's Cypher? in the tutorial. Cipher? Yes, yeah, Cipher and also Vivi's in the tutorial thing too. But um yeah, go ahead, sorry. Look look how look how often Amnesia is used in that franchise. Like just be like, Oh, I woke up woke up at this town, I have no idea who any of you are again, but let's let's go be heroes or something. Like Yeah. Who I cares? Oh yeah, and Sid is the freaking um yeah, gummy captain. Yeah. Which he said, he also talked about that too. He's like, there is some improvements to the gummies, but it's basically the same one from Kingdom Hearts 2. And we basically had the gummies in the trailer so you could know that it's in there. It's like To the delight of no one. <laughs> to the light of the kids, probably, and that's about it. <laughs> you say that, but that, that system is so convoluted that kids won't like it they streamlined it a lot in kingdom hearts 2 to where you basically don't have to do a whole lot like kingdom hearts 1 you actually had to shoot i feel like yeah. Kingdom Hearts 2 you were just pressing a button and it was just hitting stuff like, i mean it's fine whatever if that's the way they want to get you from one place to another we're used to it by now just you know it is what it is it's like but i i did find it funny that he himself is like God, I have so many freaking characters I gotta keep track of. It's like, please don't give me any more. <laughs> you know what you could do is streamline that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't now. He's got. He's fully committed. Uh, you know, he says we're gonna be shocked by some of the stuff we're gonna see, but. And then it's ironic since they're adding in like at least three new worlds in that in that game, like Toy right. Story, Frozen, and you know some other one. Uh, well, they are adding Big Hero 6, but they haven't okay. finished the cutscenes yet. That's why we haven't seen that one. Yeah, so they're, you know, oh. they already have a plethora of characters in the world, but now they're adding in more. <laughs> it's like, all right. You know, he said he, he apparently told Disney if they didn't let him do the Toy Story world, he wouldn't do Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, I can see that. That's probably the, most, the more creative world, at least. He's just wanted to do Pixar for a while, which... I'm glad that he stood up for that because I was sitting there going, "Man, you got to put Pixar on one of these at some point." And uh, then they put two of them, so we'll see. I- I'm excited for Kingdom Hearts three. I'm glad three, that... Big Hero six monsters and Big Hero six uh, is Disney. Oh, we can't even tr- keep track anymore. Yeah, I just want I just want Wally. <laughs> ah, Wally would be great. 
let's hope that they get to do more. I'd imagine that if whichever one, they got to have like Star Wars or Marvel or something. And whatever next one it is that they do. Yeah. If they do a next one. It'll be uh, King, Kingdom Hearts Infinity. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. And they'll sell you figures to put in the game. <laughs> With the way that uh, the naming stuff has gotten now, where you don't really want to do numbers anymore, I uh, wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they did a Kingdom Hearts Infinity. We're just going to keep adding stuff, and it's going to be freaking convoluted as hell. We're just going to going to do that. Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077 also got a lot of controversy coming out of E3 because the people were thinking it was a just third-person RPG like The Witcher. Come to find out, it is a first-person shooter RPG. And a lot of Witcher fans are not happy about it. But I can totally understand where the Cyberpunk people are coming from because if this is supposed to be very personal... In that first person view, you can understand a lot of things. Like, I felt like Wolfenstein did that very well out of the uh, first person view, too. Also, yo, there are guns, they're not swords. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, com- compare the first person combat and like Skyrim or Fallout to third person combat, and you'll go, yeah, I know why you did first person. <laughs> I mean, Gears does third person well, but again, if you're trying to tell tell a very personal story and you're in this sort of cyberpunky world and all that, I think I like their idea. I think we should yeah. let them. I know there's people that got to see a huge amount of video for the game behind closed doors and all that stuff, uh, and they probably get to know much more about how this works. But I think we should be able to trust City Project Red enough right now that they know what yeah. they're doing. I, th- I, I think the gaming community is too kind of paranoid about that stuff. Like, I think one of the... I want to say, like, one of the GameSpot video... Or not GameSpot, Giant Bomb videos were talking about, like, oh, we saw the demo, and someone asked, like, why, why didn't, you know, CD Project Red put it out? And they were like, because gaming people are too nuts. Like the minute they spot something different in the actual game, or that it's not running as good as like the internal demo, they get freaked out. No, you know the pitchforks will raise. And it's like, yeah, they're they're right. <laughs> like, like what happened with like Watchdogs. Uh, Watchdogs was Ubisoft set them up for that. Set us up for that because they made it such a huge thing at that one e three. The next D three rolls around, it looks completely different. It's like, yeah, something's weird here. Yeah, you know, but that's well, a special I, I, case. Normally, it doesn't happen. I, I I just think like yeah, they're they were right to not show that demo off publicly, at least for now. I agree also, with you. Show it off also, three months later. You also have no idea like how far, like how much more in development they are. Like that could have. That could have literally been the only thing they have. <laughs> it could be because they're saying they're taking their time with this one. It could be a, it could be a twenty twenty game. Yeah, which know? is fine. Like, give you know they have the money to do it, so we'll let them. But but yeah, it's again, it's CD Projekt Red. They I think they have enough license right now to to be able to do something like that, and 
trust them. They know how to tell stories. Yeah. I know. Uh, so Sony announced a the PlayStation Hits uh, is coming back, and it's going to include quite a few really good games. It starts this week. A lot of games for 20 bucks. Um, 15 games for U.S. and 14 in Canada. It's also going to be 20 bucks in Canada, by the way. So, Battlefield 4, Bloodborne, Doom, Drive Club, Infamous Second Son, Killzone Shadowfall, Last of Us Remastered, Little Big Planet 3, Metal Gear Solid 5, uh, Definitive Edition, Project Cars, Ratchet and Clank, Street Fighter 5, Uncharted 4, Yakuza 0, and Yakuza Kiwami. Those are some really good games in that list for 20 bucks. Yeah. I, I would say everyone should get Yakuza 0, uh, Ratchet and Clank. And I would say Infamous Second Son, mm. and maybe Bloodborne. That's about it. <laughs> I would say also get Doom. Uh, Uncharted Four is worth it if you really like the Uncharted series. Uh, and I think Yakuza Kiwami is worth picking up if you like. If you want to know where that story kind of started I, I, and everything. No, Yakuza Zero is where it started. <laughs> well, like I guess the whole after that. Like if you play yeah. Yakuza Zero and you want to know, I, I just think Yakuza Zero is just better gameplay than Kiwami. That's why I say that one. And of course, if for some reason your PS4 didn't come with Last of Us, then yo man, everyone pick up Drive Club. It's the hottest yeah. racing game of the of the generation. Good lord! It's That's funny it. how like that was such a big deal that one E3, and then it came out and no one cared. Well, it's like. It got delayed, delayed. Oh, it has problems. We got to take it off the store. Oh, it came yeah, out. Oh, no. it, it was barely functional when it came out. Yeah. It's like, uh, all right, who cares? Sony I, just washed I, their hands. I'm honestly, I'm honestly surprised that the order 1886 isn't on this list. Because <laughs> you shouldn't buy it for twenty dollars. You should buy it for like five. No, you should rent it for five and then beat it that night and take it back. Yeah, that too. So, uh, uh, Bethesda is suing Warner Brothers over this Westworld mobile game that just came out uh, because it is a blatant ripoff of Fallout Shelter. Uh, it basically uses a lot of the same stuff in Fallout Shelter, but with a Westworld tinge. Don't blame Bethesda here. Uh, yeah, there's some, like, line about, like, oh, the, like, they replicated some bug in Westworld that like Fallout had initially, but they you know they killed it or squashed it. And I'm not I'm not I think the story updated. I'm not sure if they're suing WB now. I think they're just suing the company that made it, like Connection or something like that or some weird name. But it looks a lot like Fallout Shelter, sure. But hey, it's a mobile game, and mobile games rip each other off all the fucking time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like. Like, I mean, like, like, look when like Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird came out. Like, how many clones there were of that, or like uh, Clash of Clans? And it like, took forever for them to finally get those off the store. Yeah. So, or yeah. even like when, uh, what is it? What's that old cartoon game you like, Cuphead? Yeah, Cuphead. Like when that game came out, there were like iOS clone, you know, things of that. And it's oh, like, yeah. just, Cuphead is not here. I mean, there's like, so many clones of Candy Crush. Is this, yeah. Like, like it's different because this is like a big, like Warner Brothers has, you know, commissioned it. 
Right. I don't think they're. I don't think they're necessarily at fault. I think the company that made it is, but. But Warner Brothers also had to say, okay, let it go. You know, let it get released. Yeah, but honestly, like, yeah, it's kind of the name of the game when it comes to mobile ports or mobile games. Unless it's something like really unique and intensive, like you didn't see too many uh, Infinity Blade knockoffs when that came out. Because oh, that was kind of hard to. Replicate. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, they can slap any license in this fucking thing and you know release it, and it's no problem. Right. Yeah. It's it's not. I think Bethesda will wind up getting something out of it, but Bethesda's got to be smarter about this. Is what mobile games work? People just yeah. Each other off is what it is with with mobile games, but live and learn, I guess. Uh, something that feels like it's been a long time coming. Uh, I don't know if Game- this means like GameStop would stop operating, but GameStop is apparently in talks with private equity firms to sell the company. Uh, they are only doing this apparently because they did ha- receive interest of a buyout from someone at some point. Uh, but that's also because the hedge fund that I guess owns part of the company or something was saying that they need to change some things up and, you know, they were going to go into a review process or whatnot. But, like, I, honestly. I think there's still value in having GameStop around. Um, the used game market, there's always been talk of, oh, we're going to have an online used game market. Steam has tried. Uh, I don't know. Maybe PS5 and Xbox, whatever, will come up with a system for that. Uh, Xbox 2. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if they will. I feel like GameStop is still good for that. But, you know, the people buying games digitally is hurting them. There's a reason why half their store is now Funko Pops and, uh, you know, gaming shirts and anime shirts and Pokemon plushies and whatever because they have to make up the money somewhere else. Yeah, I saw something today that uh, GameStop is going to start selling comic books soon. People buy comic books still? Just I mean, kinda. You, you can get them digitally now too. So yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, if you go to a comic book store, it's the same thing. Like, they have comics, but they also got, you know, shelves of you know other like you know figurines and crap like that. Yeah, I mean, there's not really a comic book shop near me, but when I have gone into one, they say that they sell, I think, just as many like figures or pops or whatever that, as they do comic books. You know, unless it's somebody coming in looking for an old comic book or something like that. So yeah, I I, yeah. I don't think GameStop will necessarily ever technically go away. Like I think used games on current system or on next generation systems that might get phased out eventually. Maybe not with like PlayStation Five and the next Xbox, but definitely after that one. Yeah, especially but, streaming. Yeah, but I think there always will be a place for a retro game store. The problem really is GameStop is terrible, <laughs> like, and they just care like they cared way too much about like just the profit margin on stuff, and 
Yeah, like, GameStop sold like Super Nintendo games in store that were like legitimate and fairly priced. I'd I'd probably buy some, but they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. And I think aside from if you trade in a, a like brand new new release game, it's a lot of times it's not worth it because you're gonna get like. Oh, I paid yeah, sixty bucks for this game. I'm gonna get ten bucks back for it. Forget it. Yeah. You know? Well, if you, if you trade in like a new game, you got thirty bucks for it, and then they'll put it on the shelf for twenty for fifty five. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you guys. I should just, you know, stand out in the corner and go. I got this game for. I'll sell it you for fifty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I sometimes they'll do. I think now because they have that uh, extra pricing tier of the. Pro Elite, yeah, you'll get like five more dollars off on the game or whatever. So, but yeah, you're, for the most part, you're right. Like God of War comes out, somebody turns in the next day. At the most, you're seeing it for is fifty bucks. Yeah, or I mean, the least, the least you're seeing is for fifty bucks, and you're going, man, that's used. But let's be honest, I mean, people at this point with games. Even if you're a collector, which I think there's not that many of them. I, I mean, I think the amount of them out there is I, very no, much I think, smaller than there used to be. I think the opposite is true. I think more like as older people, you know, have more incomes, collecting is more important. But it's all retro stuff. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, no one's collecting or no one is realistically collecting PS4 games. They're going, oh, I want to get all the games I played like when I was, you know, a teenager playing the N64. Right. So they're spending like $200 on fucking like clay fighter, uh, second sculpture or whatever the fuck that was called. Or, you know, or like Starcraft 64 or crap like that. Right. Or like the Super Nintendo or the Genesis, you know, stuff like yeah, that. And that's the thing though too is right. Like, which I understand because they only have so much shelf space. All their retro stuff is online. Yeah. So you can't even come to the store and try to go find a super rare Super Nintendo game or a 64 game or whatever. It's you come to the store to buy a you know PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and then I mean, you know the last generation. And yeah, they like they barely have like PS3 and 360 games anymore. <laughs> oh, which I understand. Like they have to. The shelf space is going to keep getting smaller and smaller, and they're going to take away the older and older games. This is how it always is, but. You know, I I think now with um, like pre-orders are basically useless because you don't you don't run out of games. Like well, you the, can go to the, the store and buy them digitally. The only time pre-orders matter is if you actually get something uh, in return. You like yeah. Lumines has a good pre-order. If I had the money, I'd buy it right now. Where you can get like the soundtrack for free, which is a great like Lumines has a great soundtrack. It's twenty bucks for the game. Like hell yeah, I'd buy that if I could. Yeah, like Octopath Traveler has a Wayfarer edition that's a hundred dollars. Yeah, that box, the... that diorama thing. Yeah. Uh, like, but, or like Amazon Prime has like you know buy the game before it's out and it's forty eight dollars instead of sixty. Right. But right. that's about it. <laughs> well, they're not going to do that for GameStop because you know GameStop makes all the money on a pre owned game. So oh right, give... but I mean Best Buy yeah. had that had that policy also like their gamer club thing would just ended. So I guess right. it tells you how well that did. Yeah, that did well for a little while. And then eventually just 
you know, like everything else when it comes to games, it's, I, I think for one, pe- you know, people are just buying games digitally. It's much more convenient, so that's not going to run out. So you just come over to your, into your system, buy it, you know, put it on your system. If you don't want to play it anymore, you erase it, leave space for the next game. Uh, the, I think also just GameStop, there, because there's not usually a really big incentive to pre-order anymore, because again, you're not going to run out of that game. You can walk into the store that day and buy that game. Like, there's actually more of an incentive now, which I do sometimes, but Amazon also has them, to pre-order Pops. Because they actually only get the amount that someone pre-orders. And then maybe they'll get a couple more to sell for the people that walk in. But games, that doesn't happen. So why waste my time pre-ordering when I can just walk in the day the game comes out and go, okay, I want that game. You know? Yeah. So the money that they make off pre-ordering I'm, and all that. Is... Also, I don't know about the GameStops by you, but all the ones around here are like claustrophobic as hell. Like, yes, they're very small. I, I would like it if GameStop actually moved into a bigger space and had more room. I have one that's sort of small, and then I have one that's by a Walmart that's bigger. So, I have one. I yeah. I, have, I think I have at least like three by me. Two, like one is small, one is like narrow, but mm-hmm. like it goes back quite a bit, and then one feels like you're you're walking into a shoebox when you go into it. <laughs> that's kind of how the one, the other one that's by that's technically closer to me, but it's in like, this. Strip mall, probably. Yeah, it's in the strip mall that's like next to an office office max, and yeah, it's kind of small. It's like you walk into it, and there's barely enough room for four people, like, to go arm to arm or something like that. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, uh, all right, I'm just going to go. I'll make the longer trip to go to the other one. Yeah. uh, You know, it's, again, like, um... Like, I, I mean, you're in Florida. I don't think there are necessarily, uh... This store in, ever heard of a store called Disc Replay? No. It's like a used game and movie store up here. They sell retro stuff too, but you walk inside of it and it's compared to like a GameStop, it's like three or four times the size. I mean, they have to because they're selling a lot more inventory. But it's like you walk between the aisles and it's like, hey, I have room. <laughs> we used to have one. I don't know if it's still there or not. In the, in the DFW are called uh, a movie trading company, which that was huge as well. We had Hastings for a while; those all closed. Yeah, hey, I know Hastings is like basically like Circuit City's like size, wasn't it? Or like Media Play or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were pretty big. They're, they were pretty big. Yeah, yeah we, we have um, a store up here called like Second and Charles, which is like the same thing. But I mean, GameStop doesn't need, need to be that big. Like that'd be crazy, right. but. Going into a store that, like, you know, more than one person can walk down the aisle would be nice. <laughs> I, I think it's also, you gotta, like, they're a corporation, so they have to think about things from that bottom line perspective that you talked about, right? Like, just, it sucks. It It's stupid. I think it's gonna hurt them. I think they've done everything they possibly can to try to proof themselves as far as offering download codes, 
offering DLC download codes. They don't do it for every game. Like, you still can't go in there and buy indie game download codes from GameStop. Like, it's only certain games that they offer the download codes for on their on their website or whatever. You still have to... Obviously, they still want you to go in and buy physical copies because that gets them uh, the most uh, of anything. But again, yeah. like... I just don't know how much more they. I mean, they they let they buy phones, they trade in phones, like you said, they're going to start doing comics. I mean, they stopped doing DVDs and movies, but that's really because people don't buy uh, DVDs that much anymore. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know what else they can do, honestly, to to prove themselves anymore. I think eventually it's going to just either become it's going to be all Think Geek. Or they're all they're gonna have to start closing down stores because that's uh, they have a lot of them, also. So oh yeah, you know, like GameStop is the company. Yeah, they should if, if they want to do well, they should rebrand a Funko Land like they were when they were cool. <laughs> yeah, or Babbage, Babbage's or whatever it was. Yeah, like, software, etc. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, you know, kudos to them for lasting as long as they have. And I don't think it's going to – I still don't think – even if they get bought out, I think they're going to just have to – they'll figure out something else that they're going to start selling there. I don't think that they're just going to close down all the game stops or whatever. Well, so. I mean, maybe, but, I mean, think about, like, Toys R Us. Like, I don't know about yours, but the one by me is closing down on Wednesday. If, you know, if you said five years ago or even, like, two years ago, is Toys R Us going to be around for the next ten years? You'd probably say, yeah, but – Look where we are. <laughs> You're right, but also Toys R Us was not necessarily because people didn't want to go to Toys R Us. It was more oh, yeah. about it mismanagement was, it, and yeah. I mean, that's the that's the reason. But I'm just saying, like, no matter the reason. I mean, look, this is an a venture, you know, a venture capital firm. Like, they're the same thing that Bing Capital was. I mean, yeah. I mean, look what happened to Kmart. And, yeah. You know. Um, or look what look looks. What what's happening to Sears? <laughs> well, yeah, Sears. Is, I mean, a lot of the department stores are going through problems because people are just not uh, going to those department stores uh, that much. You know, Amazon can can beat them on yeah. several levels. You know, that's that's the thing too. Is there's a lot of things that go against GameStops. Um, They've improved their quality of life as far as how they treat their employees, but I don't think that that's totally improved either. Um, so there's that as well. Just yeah, yeah. I don't want to see GameStop go away, but I wouldn't be surprised completely if it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just because normally. I, I wouldn't talk about Pokemon Go at all. Um, even with the Pokemon Let's Go that's coming out, I don't really have an interest in going back and playing Pokemon Go. But because we did have a few people request to get, I guess my opinion, because I don't know how much Mark cares, yeah. uh, <laughs> about them adding the trading and the friends list and the alone Pokemon and all that stuff. Like, honestly, I think, they're trying to capitalize on whatever they can with Pokemon Go to try to have it hold out until Let's Go comes out and see if Let's Go will get people playing Pokemon Go again. Because there's a lot of Pokemon... As much as there is about Pokemon Yellow in Pokemon Let's Go, 
There's also several things about Pokemon Go that's in Pokemon Let's Go. There's that CP. There's the candy. Uh, there's the, the you know, you don't random battle. You just catch, which from several, some people have either hate that or there's people that love it. And it makes them actually want to go out there and catch all the, the whole Pokedex. Um, you know, I think the trading should have been there day one or six month, one year. Trading is such a vital part of Pokemon. Like, I don't know why you would have waited this long to put trading in. Same thing with the friends list. That's just a Nintendo thing. They're so bad about... I mean, I know Nintendo doesn't really have a lot to do with this game, but Nintendo is bad about the whole having friend codes. You have friend codes with this again, so, you know, good luck with that. Uh, the alone Pokemon's fine. Like, that's a nice little thing to add in there. That's... You know, it's fine if you waited this long for that. But honestly, for me, I think this gives it a little bit of a length. People that play Pokemon Go now, this is just going to keep them playing Pokemon Go great. I don't know if this is going to make people want to all of a sudden start playing Pokemon Go again. I just feel like the trading is, like, a little too late. Like, you sh that trading should have been in a long time ago for me. Oh, yeah. I think. I mean, I think that, too. <laughs> I mean, like, you, we went through the, the trouble of adding the battles and all that stuff. Like, trading would have been one of the big things people are asking for. You should have had it, a, you know, a while ago. Um, so, I mean, that's just my thought on Pokemon Go. Again, I don't play it. I did for a little while. I actually was almost one of those people that was stupid and tried to do it while I was, like, at a stoplight and almost got in an accident and... That was about the yeah. end of my Pokemon Go. I had a friend, and I don't know where she is now on Facebook. She hasn't been on like a month, but she kept trying to invite me to like Pokemon, like Pokemon Go uh, events or like their stupid, uh, what is it? Not like uh, that thing not in Chicago. Yeah, uh, not not that in Chicago necessarily, but they had like one in Detroit as well. And I'm like, well, I don't have a mobile phone. The tablet I have can't run it at all, and so what do you want me to do? <laughs> yep, can't do much about it, you know. Just have to go with what you have. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I, I think it's it's great that they've had it last. Um, I guess it's an easy idea, but just I not. Think let's go. We'll help. I, I think it, uh, you know, will help get people to play Pokemon Go, especially with the whole you can trade your Pokemon into it. But, yeah, I just don't, I don't see it doing a ton. But Yeah. Unless you already had experience with Go at one point. It might make you want to go back and play it. But, um, I just, I don't, it, I don't think it's going to take you from not having played it at all to all of a sudden playing it you're just gonna get want to play it on your switch and there you go which you which you can't do <laughs> yeah well you can play let's go on your switch i think that's gonna be yeah. for people uh so a couple more things here before we get to a a jokey segment here um playstation now which i think we've talked about this that this was gonna become a thing at some point 
Uh, they, I don't think they could have justified continued to have PlayStation now if they did not offer this, considering especially Game Pass also offers it. That uh, according to Kotaku UK, uh, downloads are going to come to PlayStation now as of September. Um, that will only be on PS4 titles, but then it'll eventually go into probably the other you know, games that are on PS now. So that's good. But again, I feel like they're just doing this to do it. And I don't think this is going to get people to really jump on position now at this point. Like, yeah, between Game Pass, uh, Nintendo's thing, and like PlayStation Now, like PlayStation Now is the one that no one cares about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because people have just kind of it's. They made it a big deal at the beginning. They weren't going to bring that stuff over. Um. Microsoft has made it a huge deal to do backwards compatibility correct. They made a lot off of that. Sony has shown they don't really care about it. And I think they've made the people not care about it that much. So it's just yeah. going to keep being a thing that they have, but no one really, you know, puts much attention to it. I mean, if they said you can download, you know, you can play whatever you want and download anything you want for you know for as long as it's good and you know here's a much better library of current and older titles like playstation 3 ps2 ps1 i might get it or i'd be interested in it but just their selection is very hit or miss and yeah i, I, I just don't care <laughs> yeah that's kind of the way i am too if it had a better selection maybe but don't care uh, Octopath Traveler will have no DLC because it is a complete game, which makes me happy because I don't have to pay more than the sixty dollars they're charging for that game. Uh, like, like I was joking with you, what does that say about Final Fantasy Fifteen? <laughs> I think they know it wasn't a complete game. <laughs> like, I don't think they're playing around too much with the fact that that is not a complete game. Uh, you get to play as, like, eight different people, so you can go back and play that game multiple times. Um, I, I guess it's we should appreciate that. There's so many games now that come out with DLC or whatever. There's so much, so many things that they have to patch in. Like, it's kind of refreshing to hear about a full-price game that's not going to include DLC because it's complete. Uh, also, they've put in the how World of Warcraft Classic is going to work. You're, uh... Yeah. I was always uh, curious. <laughs> are you interested in this at all, or...? Uh... Maybe from an academic standpoint. Like, old WoW was pretty gnarly back in the day, and even... They're, they're going to base this on patch 1.12, I think, which is, like, the last big patch of... You know, before, like, the first expansion came out. Uh... Like, we just have to create a new character, or could you somehow transfer your current character over? Like, just deal, you know, do level them or something? Or, you know... Yeah, it'll be curious. I don't know how much this, this will entice old like old player to get back into it. I think that's kind of why they're doing, doing this, but... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there was that, what, they had that illegal server for a while, and then Blizzard finally yeah, shut like, down, and... 
Nautilus or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> but there have been there have been like private WoW servers for years, like even like seven or maybe even ten years ago. I mean, I was running one, or you know, I made my own and just screw around with. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll get those kind of people back, but it's not going to be like in mass. I don't think. But also, also like Blizzard's not counting on that for anything. Well, also they kind of they still kind of tiptoed around like when's this coming out? Because I think a lot of people were expecting it to come out when like the new expansion hits in I think three months or whatever, or three or four months, or even I think it's, I think it's two months. I think it's like August. And they have not t- said anything about that. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be like a Christmas present. Like, here you go, guys. Whatever. Enjoy. Yeah. And just as a joke of the week kind of thing, um, American Doll, Girl Doll, has released their own classic Xbox One uh, S that you can, I guess, buy as an accessory. Um, it has a gaming chair. It has, looks like, supposed to be knockoff Beats headphones. The controller. Some discs. I mean, it's pretty time to get your Time to get your daughter into this. <laughs> uh, maybe. I think I'd rather just buy Pokemon Let's Go and it might actually be worth something. I that's that's hilarious, though. I, I like that uh, they went that extra mile with that. It's actually a pretty good recreation there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so getting into entertainment stuff. The Ninja Turtles are getting rebooted again. They didn't, hadn't been that long since they got rebooted the first time. Uh, okay. So, basically, um, Andrew Dodge, the writer behind the Jason Bateman uh, movie Bad Words, is going to write the film. Uh, Brad Fuller, Michael Bay, Andrew Form are all producing. And... That's about it. (laughs) I mean... We'll see. I I like the first movie. Second movie was... I heard the second, like, I heard the second movie was okay, but it just yeah. bombed horribly. It bombed badly, and I get it. Ninja Turtles are, you know, people I, are nostalgic for that, but it's like... I would actually like it if they went back to, like, the rubber suits or, like, robotic turtles. Really? No CG yeah, like, the pro- like, if you look at the CD turtles, like, they were monstrously huge. Like, there's nothing ninja about them. No, yeah, the they fucking, were freaking... They were, like... They were like two stories tall, for God's sakes. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? It's like, they're supposed to be quick. They are that big? I don't know about that. It's... Yeah, they're supposed to. They're supposed to be like teenage, you know, teenager size or human formed, not you know, nine feet tall and towering over April. <laughs> yeah, freaking ridiculous. I, uh, I again, like, I don't think it was awful, but I agree with you in that. The design wasn't that great. Just I'm I'm waiting for the eventual Turtles versus Power Rangers movie, like they did in that, like they did in the one TV show. They need to do it. Make it happen. Maybe the Battletoads no, will appear. 
No, they already, they already did it in the TV show once, but right, but they do it in the movie. Do like a Power Rangers, t- teenagers like cross, teenage Ninja Turtles yeah. crossovers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sony, who is not afraid to continue to, you know, make Spider-Man spinoffs. Uh, they got Venom in the works. They got that was a Black Cat and whatever. Yeah, which got delayed. Silver Sable and Black Cat, which is now in development hell, like all uh, other Spider-Man films will be. So Venom actually looks like it might actually come out. Uh, well, they have so, a trailer for Venom, or they sh- they finished that one at least. <laughs> but uh, it only makes four dollars. Don't you know? Then they they'll cancel all their plans for it. But <laughs> I don't think it's going to do that well, but. No, God, no. As, you know. Ben, Venom is always a much cooler idea in concept than in practice. So what about Silk? Uh, a Spider-Man spinoff movie is in the works for Silk. Uh, we have yes. seen uh, Silk shown in the movie, and she was also in... Uh, Avengers on the bus of Peter Parker as well. Yes, the memorable character that was created four years ago. (laughs) This feels very much like we're trying to uh, capitalize on the whole female leads superhero thing. Well, first of all, it'll never come out because Silk's backstory is insane. Second of all, like who wants knockoff Spider-Man? <laughs> Sony, apparently. <laughs> like they can't—they can't even get, you know, a. Remember all their like Sinister Six movie nonsense, or yeah, like the Sil- Black Cat movie. I mean, the Black Cat and Silver Sable movie. They can't even get those off the ground. Let alone a you know a movie about a character that was created four years ago that has a very convoluted backstory and that has no real discernible power set or character of her own. (laughs) Man, it seems like they just want to have female Spider-Man. So, whatever they I mean, if that's the case, there are already two of them. They're called Spider-Girl and (laughs) Spider-Woman. But this one... I guess is they can say it's its own character, sort of. So, and I think there's also a third one, <laughs> or they have like a Spider Gwen too. Like they, yeah, Spider Gwen I think would for me be a little bit more interesting, but like that, I think Spider Gwen is too much of like a how does this fit into Spider Man at all headache because you know a different universe and everything like that. Right. Right. But at least, like, the character looks cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, not that Silk doesn't look cool. Sorry, my phone. Uh, that's an alarm to make sure I wake up to do podcasts and I sleep through that anyway. Uh, so, that's also the theme song for the Persona anime. But, um, yeah, you know, that, uh, Sony... You keep doing I mean, you, Sony. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, once this Marvel deal goes through with Disney, uh, or like the Fox deal with you know getting the X Men and everyone else back, they'll turn their attention to Sony. 
and go like, what do you want for Spider-Man? Like, you can keep the video game license or whatever. Let us have the movie. Yeah. Stop. Like, quit quit fucking up the brand. No one's going to care about a, about a Venom movie. Like, just give us a license. I mean, you know, notice here's... how the only time they made a really good Spider-Man movie, for, you know, for a long time, has been they had to get Marvel in there to make it. So Yeah. You know? That, well, that the first two, a lot. I think the first two Raimi films were good, but they were outside of the purview of Sony. <laughs> like, yeah. So that helped. And then the Amazing Spider-Man films was like, why? They were like they were a somewhat decent attempt, but no one cared. And yeah, yeah. And it was like too much. Like we already told the story, we're doing it again. Like, yeah, it was just like okay. a, it rebooted it for no good reason. That's why. That's one reason I like Spider-Man: Homecoming is they don't have that. This is how Peter Parker got his powers. Bullshit. They just like, ignore, oh, they ignore it. They ignore it completely. <laughs> it's like we know you know this. Let's move on. Yeah. Speaking of that deal, uh, Comcast did their job. Their whole idea was uh, was obviously to try to get Fox to set their bid. But they also wanted to drive the price up for Disney. Disney actually wound up doing that. They went up to $71 billion. And now Fox is for sure going to take up uh, their bid over the $65 billion uh, bid by Comcast. Comcast really can't do much more. Um, so they're just waiting on a vote from the board to make it official uh, at this point. Which will make a lot of people happy because that means the X-Men Fantastic Four and Deadpool uh, are all back under the Marvel banner. And that's good for everybody involved. Yeah. Like, like I think I said last time, like Disney or Comcast buying, you know, Marvel, it's like the X-Men and stuff. Like there's no good reason. They just wanted, they just wanted it to like, you know, milk it as much as they could as well. It's like, why? Like, just let the people that, I mean, I get it. Like Disney's your competition trying to beat them to something is, is positive it's like, and all that for you, but why not go start the dark universe with Universal again? <laughs> well, we see how that turned out. <laughs> so, one movie and bam, death. Yeah, death happened. Uh, well, it's not all rosy for Disney because you know Solo: A Star Wars Story has only made three hundred forty-four million dollars. At the box office, which is very low compared to the other Star Wars films and even Rogue One. And, you know, this has led to some reports about Lucasfilm now deciding to put their other Star Wars spinoff movies on hold, which would be the Boa Fett movie and the Obi-Wan movie. Now Lucasfilm has come out and said that that is categorically wrong. Uh, It's you know, false. What they're doing is they're rethinking how they're going to do these movies, perhaps, you know, uh, not churn them out so quickly and just kind of trying to make sure that they're, you know, who these are for and, and doing these stories correctly. And I think that's fine. And all like, 
I, yeah. I, well, there's two things. I actually saw some some video report today that like Bob Iger, like the CEO of Disney, wants to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, who runs like Lucas, basically because of because of Solo, and like just the ire she's created from the, like from the brand. And yeah, <laughs> like is that Kathleen bro- Kennedy's fault though? Like, well, she like. I don't think she's like twirling like some invisible mustache going like, I want want to ruin Star Wars, but like the continued reliance on like prequel nonsense or like side story stuff. Like if you want to tell a Star Wars story, go like go completely unique with it. Like I didn't like Rogue One. You liked it more than I did. But at least try to do something different. Like, this is... It had a point of being. Like, it told a story that people were actually curious about how this came up, came to be. Like, Solo was just kind of like... When Han met... Okay, we when didn't Han need this. Chewie, Chewy, yeah. Like, we could have gone without this at all. Well, and I feel the same way about an Obi-Wan movie, and especially about a Boba Fett movie. Like, oh, what, the character that says two lines in the entire fucking franchise. Well, getting to flush out his character, I think, wouldn't be bad. Like that, That's like people who are, like, you know, going gaga over Phasma. And it's like, she says four lines in two movies and doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, and people are like, oh my gosh, she deserves more. It's like, really? Does she? Uh. Like, if I, I would honestly say, if you're going to make... If you're gonna make a like a Star Wars film, that's not like Episode Nine, obviously. Make it Kotor, or make it like uh, was it Jedi Academy, like Kyle Katarn? Like they threw out all of the uh, expanded universe stuff that people liked for years, if not decades. And you know there were some good ideas in there, like in characters people kind of liked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, also, I just... you, like, the end of Solo really throws you through a loop. And it's like, well, are we ever going to get a reason why Darth Maul exists again? Like, like you know, I don't like... need to, yeah, I, don't, I just don't, they're continu- like, like I've always said four or five times in this podcast over, you know, over the few past two months, their continued reliance on, like, the, like this tight 30 year span. And Star Wars does them no favors because you you think like the whole idea is in a galaxy far far away they could have you know endless stories to talk about but no they got three and they keep reusing them over and over. <laughs> yeah, and it's just I get I think that was the biggest point is like there's people that love some of those characters like I really really enjoyed Donald Glover's character. Um. L3 is one of the best droids, I think, now. Like, there's people that really found her annoying, so... Um... It it is what it is, but at the end of the day, for me, when you make a movie, and I go, well, that was a movie, it was enjoyable, but, like, I could have gone without seeing it, and I would have felt like I missed nothing. Yeah, I didn't see it. Star Wars story. I didn't see it, and I'll... I mean, when it comes out on like online, I'll probably just download it, you know, or, you know, just buy like the iTunes version. But that's about it. 
yeah. I mean, you'll watch it once and you're good. Like, it's, again, like, that's why I was saying, you know, the Rogue One movie, even though not everybody liked it, uh, it seemed to be much more positive than Solo, though. It had a point of being. Like, there's a story to tell there. You know, Boba Fett, at least, there's not a lot to that like you know about the guy so it's sort of intriguing like oh we can sort of learn more of his backstory whatever uh, obi-wan eh, you know you don't want to you don't want to see him creaking around the desert of tattooing for two hours <laughs> yeah it, like but i don't know it's just the way you tell these stories like you really got to get people the reason to for these movies to exist and i think that's what you need to go back and look at you can't just churn out stuff to say let's do Star Wars every year because you also get burnout. And when it starts affecting your episode numbered ones, which right now it hasn't, luckily for you, but if it does well, affect episode nine or something like that, I think it's like okay, I, I think, why are we having so many of these? I think another problem was like episode eight came out like what last year, December? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this came like, out in, like, May. Yeah. So that was five months, essentially. So and it, it came out. Came, it came out, like, right around right, Avengers. Yeah, like, right between, right between like, Avengers and Deadpool. And, yeah, that didn't know. Yeah, it was so, not sitting pretty by itself. Like if it, if it had come out around Christmas, like they always do, or seem to, then, yeah, it would have done way better, probably. <laughs> yep, that too. It's that, that time coming out, but. Yeah, well, I'm guessing we'll get more of that. They also got that TV show happening for the Disney Network, so, you know. And they also not... get the Rian, Rian Johnson trilogy as well, which probably canceled the, those. The two movies being made by the Game of Thrones dudes. Yeah. So, they've still got a lot of Star Wars happening, so like, they got to figure that out. Think about, like, Marvel. Like, they have really diversified from you know, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. Mm-hmm. Like, there are... There's a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, or two, you know, two, and they're working on a third. There's a Miss Marvel... Uh, Captain Marvel movie. Uh, you know, all these different Spider-Man, Black you know. Panther. Yeah. There's... Okay. Compare that to Star Wars. Okay, here's... Here's the movie where Han met Chewie. Here's the movie where they got the Death Star plans. It's like... All right. Like... What what's the next one? How Here's how the movie uh, that was basically episode four with different characters. What's the next one? How Obi Wan built a lightsaber for two hours? Like <laughs> I would be surprised if that's what that movie is. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, like yeah, again, uh, uh, you bring up a great point. Like all those, and they also meld into each other, which that helps too, right? Like those stories are all melding into one Avenger story. But they're also pretty good movies on their own. Yeah, I mean, if anything, they should have had like a Ray prequel film, where it was like exploring her as like a younger character, like a younger mm-hmm. person. What or happened to even her parents? In, we still don't know. Or even introduce her, and you know, here's the Ray film, or here's like the film the Kylo where Ren film. yeah, where he got corrupted or something like that. So they just. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of what DC does, what, what WDB does with DC is like, here's like the big team up film 
and they didn't leave, leave any groundwork for any of the other characters. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, I hope you watch the TV show, but those guys are not the same dudes and woman, so, like, who cares? It's, you know? But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see if they ever figure this out with Star Wars, but it, as long as the numbered episode ones do well. But you also got to wonder, they got one more of those in the chamber, and then what's after that? <laughs> like, they don't, as and opposed to Marvel... Late. Well, as opposed to Marvel, they don't seem to have a master game plan going. <laughs> they do, but it's like way down the line. Like, how quickly are they going to be making these, uh, you know, J.J. Abrams is doing episode nine. So technically, Brian Johnson could do his other trilogy. And I don't know how far away his first movie would be. Uh, we have no idea what the Game of Thrones dudes are that what that's supposed to be about. So. Um, they have stuff in the plans, but we don't know how far off they are after episode nine. So yeah, we still got like a year and a half before episode nine. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. Uh, Timeless is canceled again, which I'm sad about. But if they do get this two-hour movie, then that's enough for me. Just. I, we're good. I I watched the first two episodes of Timeless, and like, the idea is sound of you know at, at least in season one of you know chase this guy who's trying to fuck up history, but it was all the conspiracy bullshit that really drove me away from that show. I think the and people I think, that I, I I think season two like leaned more into that. <laughs> season two also leaned more into the characters, which has helped it. But I think it's just like, it's, they play it during the time where, sort of in the summer, um, I think people like it for certain things, but then a lot of it's just like really crazy and, you know, honestly, time travel shows outside of Doctor Who don't really do that great, so... And yeah. Doctor Who has its own lore, and they keep changing the Doctor, so it keeps it fresh. I mean, it's just, and you don't get them like ridiculously, like romantically involved, like you did with the two main characters in, in Timeless. So, you know, they, they make it about the Doctor, but also about whoever they're, wherever they're going. They have a story arc. It's just, you know, you can kind of get into to that, whether you watch it all the time or you just started during that season. I don't know. I liked Timeless. It was one of the shows that I kept up with. But again, I'd be fine if they get to... I'm, I'm going to be sad if they don't get to have the two-hour movie because of the way it ended with the cliffhanger. But yeah. I don't think that people should be fighting for it to come back aside from that. Like, just... Just let it go. It's... Yeah, the ratings weren't great, and you try. I mean, you tried, and as opposed to like Firefly with Fox, like NBC gave it another shot, but it didn't go well. So, what do you expect? <laughs> well, speaking of a show we both watched that we both enjoyed, Lucifer got picked up by Netflix. It's apparently going to be a two-parter. Two-part so, season. 
two-part <laughs> season. So, uh, I don't know if they're going to... I guess ten episodes for part part one, and then whatever episodes they well, for part two. They'll probably see how well see, you know part one does, and then kind of gauge interest from there. Well, I hope it does well, people. Watch it. Watch it on Netflix. I think it'll do. I think it'll do fine. Like I, I saw an interview today with one of the guys. He was talking about like on Net, on Netflix, you can do a slightly more adult show. Like he was talking about like one Fox thing they wanted to do was like have the guy, well Lucifer, shown from the back, from the back, like naked, like kind of showing his butt, and how you know Fox wouldn't do that at all, but Netflix he could. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can. Um. I mean, I don't know how adult you can get when you have a little girl that also shows up quite a bit. So, uh, I mean, they could remove her from the show, I guess, as well. But did you, you see know. uh that last episode they did, like the kind of the what if episode? I still need to like watch some of that. Yeah, I think I've I behind on a couple of episodes or whatever. There was there was a. Uh... So the, the the show is basically like it's like what if Chloe and Lucifer didn't meet and like it's a kind of like a what if like oh Ella's now like a car thief and stuff like that but yeah. the doctor Linda was great cuz she was basically like a uh like Dr. Phil type like TV psychiatrist but she's wearing this like push-up bra like cleavage enhancing thing that is hilarious huh. and it's like if they bring the show back that needs to be your permanent costume <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've always liked her as an actress so i'm glad that she got a good role in that that show yeah so um yeah i'll be i'll be happy to see it back so hopefully it won't be too long uh we have to wait uh Another show that's coming back after it got canceled because Roseanne decided to mouth off on Twitter. Um, and I totally get the people that are defending her because there's been worse said by, you know, the person that leads our country and all. But, hey, you know what? You gotta be careful. You can't, you just can't say shit like that right now. Uh, but either way, thankfully... They actually had to get Roseanne's approval for it, but she did approve and agree to basically let ABC uh, run with the concept of Roseanne without Roseanne being involved. It's called The Connors. That's what it's being codenamed as. And everybody but Roseanne basically is going to be on the show. Yeah. So. Well, I want to know the funny... The funny thing is, I think Roseanne, to either today or yesterday, it was like, oh, they took everything from me or I have nothing left. And it's like, uh, how many millions of dollars did you just get for them to buy you out of the show? Like, tens? Twenties? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're going to be fine. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you would have loved to, for the show to keep going with you for another who knows how many seasons. Right, but it's it's like again, you you screwed yourself, you know. Yeah, like, you don't have anybody else to blame but yourself. So it's hard to feel sorry for her at all. Yeah, 
like, believe me, if you or I, if you or I were in her situation, and we said something like that, we'd still be like, well, we have a, we have millions to like fall back on for the rest of our lives, so we're good. Yeah, I mean, depending on how she uses that money, like I don't, I don't know how she uses her money or whatever. Um, she'll be fine. Yeah. But, you know, for us plebeians or plebeians, you know, that don't have all these ridiculous debts and, and amounts of money that you have to, um, you know, live through because of the, the ceiling that you live at. Yeah. You know, we'd be fine. So it's, yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, they're going to have to have the family deal with, you know, unexpected pregnancy and all the other I, stuff that. I expect, like, with, so. I expect the Roseanne character to be killed off. And I it'll hope be, she gets killed off in, like, some crazy way. It's... A piano falls on her head like in uh, Two and a Half Men. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. I, I hope it's something. I hope it's something I, I'm. Else. I'm actually glad that uh, and that Kenny's back because I, I liked her character a lot and I just like that actress. Yeah, I I I love the fact that John Goodman gets to be in here again because he's one of the best parts of that entire show. And yeah, that's. I imagine. I honestly imagine like Jackie will move in. Probably, wouldn't be surprised. Uh, on that one at all, but. Speaking of something surprising for me, because uh, I never expected, you know, Chris Hardwick to be uh, one of the people that are, you know, somebody that's accused from abuse. Uh, and this one seems rather terrible. Um, so Chris Hardwick apparently was alleged to have abused his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra. Um people were able to connect the dots and this led to basically Nerdist came out and just wiped him of everything, including being the original founder and everything. Uh, even yeah. though he hadn't been involved with him for about, you know, nine, at least eight, nine months. Yeah. Like almost a year. Yeah. Still like to get your entire credit for that company being wiped out. That says a lot. Um, well, I'd like to, yeah. yeah. His, the, the abuse thing is interesting because, like, he didn't, you know, like, throw up against a wall and hit her or, like, rape her necessarily. Like, there's nothing, like, I would say overt of what he did. It, like, I don't know if you I read mean, her that's piece. that's not really, I mean, we've had people get that for just, like, making innuendos. So, yeah. you know... Well, well, I don't know. I don't know if you read her piece, but like she talked about is more about mental or like emotional, you know, abuse stuff like that. Which, I mean, I believe it. I don't know about you, but she made she she made some specific examples. Like she, had, I think she's like mentioned she got surgery or something, and like he asked the doctor like, "Oh, when can she have sex again?" And I say that's that's a little. That's a little not good. Uh, I mean, that's like, a question if, that happens when you, after you get if, pregnant, like. If, yeah, but, well, it's not that well, she wasn't pregnant, and that was also like his first question. Not oh, like, okay, okay, yeah, it, that's, that's. Is she okay? Up, but... You know, or 
you know, how long will it take her to heal? That like, not okay, like okay, when, yeah, that's that's freaking terrible. When okay, can I on. bang her? And also, like, her mom was in the room, and it's like oh, that. Oh, like, come that, on, dude! Like, seriously? Like, ugh. And yeah, it's I funny think that now, tells you a lot about. It's well, it's funny now that like his wife, who is like a Hearst, uh, you know, I think some offspring, and also like his mother-in-law, who is Patty Hearst, is like defending him. Like, oh, you know, she could have gotten away, or you know, I don't believe her, and it's like, uh, Patty, sweetie, like you're the reason Stockholm syndrome was invented. <laughs> like, remember well, what you did? <laughs> I mean, not only that, but I also like sometimes. Uh, you know, he, I mean, how long ago was that? Like, compared I think to she now? said 20, I want to say like 20, 2000, or 2000, 2010 to 2013, I think. Or I want to say like... sometimes you can change. Um, Like maybe he's not that way now, or maybe, you know. Uh, whatever, but it still doesn't make it right. You know, what he did was completely fucked up, and, I mean, if this happened the way she's saying, then, you know, she deserves to put that out there and let people know. Um, I mean, again, like, maybe oh. he's not being that way with with his it, current girlfriend or wife or whatever, well, but... Yeah, it was 20, 2011 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, I view this as a kind of a sliding scale. Like, at one end of the spectrum was like Aziz Ansari. Like I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, like right. His, the thing that, like yeah. that, I would say that was a weird situation. Like he might have been a little too forward, but like he didn't. It was also one instance or like one one episode or one thing. Some from her as well. Like yeah, like you didn't send some, the best signals either. Yeah, so that's that's one end of the spectrum, and like Harvey Weinstein is the other. I yeah. I, I view this guy more on that that end than the Aziz Ansari end. And that's the thing too, like you know, mental abuse can be just as bad or even yeah. worse than the physical uh, abuse because that can just fuck you up to where you know because i went through that like honestly you know i'm not with anybody right now but for me to trust that person uh would take a lot like i can't tell you that i wouldn't you know thoughts of like oh god is she like cheating on me or you know whatever because i was so mentally screwed by uh you know my ex-wife that like sometimes that that bugs me like i'm like oh god you know how's it gonna be when i'm with somebody else you know and she went through i think way worse than i did um and i i can't imagine what that was like for her just to to freaking have to deal with that but like that's just so terrible that the first questions you just have some kind of surgery and it's like like, can we have sex again? Like, I, the whole, like, when you're, after you had the, the baby pops out or whatever, like, that's a question that comes up 
just because you know hey sometimes in that last month of the pregnancy sometimes you don't have sex at all and it's been a while and you ask that question because it's been a while right but it's not the first question you ask it's the question so, that like goes down the line so here here is kind of the story i looked it up she had an uh, ectopic pregnancy which you have to get you have to remove because i could kill the kill the right, person right, exactly uh so she got the surgery and then this is her this is what she said then after uh my recovery he and my mother were greeted by the doctor uh the surgery went well she'll be fine said my doctor uh thank god said my mother and that's great when do you think i can have sex with her again said my ex <laughs> wow and it wow. was it was his first question my mother never forgot <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I could ever forget that either. Like, I just feel like, man, you are a total douchebag right now. I don't think I could think of that person the same way after that. Like, really? She, yeah, <laughs> really? she also talks about. Yeah, she also talks about, like a lot about him, like isolating her from like you know other men, and then also like kind of fame whoring himself, like or like being a nice guy in public to like so other celebrities, and then like being vindictive at home, stuff like that. So that's, that's pretty shitty. Like, yeah. You know, again, like, is this, I, I, I question what Jenny McCarthy has to say about this and say, we're together 20 years ago. <laughs> right. I don't know how much you want to take from Jenny McCarthy. At this point. I mean, yeah, like, she's that's true. Lot. She's changed a lot from those days, right? Like, uh, she became insane, like just like he did, apparently. <laughs> but you know, like, again, the there's like no reason to do that. Like, if you're so insecure that you need to do that, then there's a problem that you need to figure out with yourself. So yeah, obviously he had a lot of problems and. Um, he took them out on her, and that's fucked up. But you know, yep. all right. So let's let's end this on a lighter note, just because I I don't want to end the entire what? show on that. But um, um, emotional abuse isn't a happy note for you. <laughs> no, because I'm having bad flashbacks right now. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, just because uh, I don't know that I would go see these. Uh, Particularly because I, I didn't really care for either one of the Brawley films. But I did like the um, the Bardock one. Uh, so a few of the Dragon Ball Z films are, are remastered and are coming to theaters as part of the Fathom Events thing. Uh, which um, the, Ghibli, the Ghibli films have been doing recently. Uh, where they have like a weekend where they're at certain theaters. Um I almost went and saw Poco Rosso, but I had something come up and I couldn't go. Uh, but so the Dragon Ball Z Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan, is coming out seven t September 15th and the, the 17th. Um, this is from like 93, uh, the first time they fight Broly, which again, I didn't think it was that great of a movie. I don't know about you if you've seen it or not. I've seen like one Brawley movie, I think the first one. I mean, they're also aren't they like really short, like only like forty five minutes long or yeah, something? They're only, yeah, they're only forty five minutes long, so I don't know if they're gonna 
show something else or whatever in that or whatever. I mean, say what you will, but like the Resurrection F and Battle of Gods were at least like you know movie length. <laughs> yeah, they were both like an hour and a half. So, yeah, I don't know. Hey, it's whatever. I'm sure this is not going to be full price. So, did you see the? Uh, I think I sent it to you on Facebook. The gold Funko Pop Vegeta. Yes, the Gold Funko Pop Vegeta looks awesome, but it's a Toy Tokyo exclusive, so that's like, get ready for it to be like $1,000 on eBay. Fuck that. Yeah. The, uh, the Yamcha one is also pretty good. <laughs> oh, the Yamcha one is great, but it looks like sleeping Yamcha, not like dead yeah. Yamcha. But... He, needs to be, he needs to be in that ball or like that that one pose. But I get, I get it. Like, they need to show his face because like, people are not going to buy... Uh, Yamcha, where it's like his face is in the ground, or yeah, you know, whatever. So that's probably the best they could do, and I'm fine with that. I just hope that we do get like a regular, not dead Yamcha at some point. Like, I thought he's already out at some point. No, they they don't like they don't have any of the other than Bulma. They don't have any of the original Dragon Ball characters. So I love a whole wave of like. You know, Oolong and Poor and Master The characters Roshi. no one cares about. <laughs> hey, I care about them. But, uh, you know, Master Roshi deserves one. He's, like, there the whole way through. But, you know, and I think Tien and um, Chatsu are like, getting a two-pack or something at some point. But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah, it's continuing on with this, uh, the Bardock movie and the Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn are going to be shown together as a double feature. Uh, that's coming, oh, dang it, and November 3rd and November 5th. So that one I actually but, might sort of be interested to go see. But. That Dragon Ball movie should uh should be out December, right? The Dragon Ball Heroes I guess. Yeah. The new Dragon Ball movie, let's say that. Yeah, that one. That's that one. Yeah, I think so. So, I think they're going to make a series after that, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I think they were just kind of burned out on Dragon Ball. Like, they were cranking them out really quick for a long time. So, it'll give uh, Toriyama time to come up with something else and go from there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I appreciate, right, that they were really trying to be consistent with that, like you would for all the other series, but most series do not go that many episodes anymore, so. Yeah, it, it was him. fun. It was funny, I was talking to a friend of mine who's like, she only watches the dubbed versions, like the, right. that are airing right now on Cartoon Network, and she was like, oh yeah, we just got, like, she was describing episode events like episode 63 or something, so I had to actually look it up. And she's like, "How many more do I have left?" And I was like, "Another 70. 70. Yeah, she uh, she was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, there's one more arc, but it takes it takes place. You know, it lasts for fucking seventy episodes. So have fun with that." <laughs> yeah, it takes forever for them to freaking make the team, then get to the damn place, then to have the freaking war or whatever the hell. Yeah, it's, it's like okay. Did we really had to have it? Be, I mean, some of the fights in that thing are awesome, but I'm just saying, like, some of the other stuff was like, "Geez, did it really have to be this long?" All right. Whatever. Yeah, and then, I and mean, then the like, first like what thirty or forty is 
recapping Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. So, well, she was, she was trying to find like she was trying to ask me if, like if there's a site for like future Dragon Ball dubbed episodes like that aren't that haven't been aired yet, and I'm like, no, you're 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 watching them as they come out now. Yeah, yeah, it'll be another it'll be another. What, I would say two like, years. Yeah, it's gonna be a while. I, I mean. It, it's, that's assuming Cartoon Network shows an episode a week, which they don't. Well, Funimation does, so they would still be coming out regardless. Okay. Yeah, but she only watches them on Cartoon Network, so... Yeah. I mean, they have breaks occasionally, or, you know, they just... You know, they, they do, all have... Yeah, there's, there's some yeah. shows that they take a break, so... You know. I And, and dubbing is not easy. They gotta make that, like, the mouth, the lip movements work and all that. Kind of work, yeah. <laughs> Which, that was one thing that Nomura was talking about, I forgot to mention, that they were trying to do that thing where you could flip from yeah, uh, audio. Japanese with a button, and he says that's so difficult to do that they're thinking about maybe they just won't do that. I mean, honestly, just say screw it and release like a Japanese audio track that like Persona 5 did. Like, yeah, it, they don't, I mean, it doesn't even match up perfectly, dude. Like, yeah. I agree with you. Well, that's how they've done it all the, all the other times with all the other Kingdom Hearts games is they just released the Japanese track separately. But Yeah. You know, but. So, uh, that's it for uh, the new... That's been a lot where it's done a freaking, like, two and a half hour show. That, that's uh, what happens when you don't do it for a while. Yeah. Well, plus there was a lot to talk about. We actually uh, talked about a lot in here. So, there's not a lot... Uh, coming out, especially if you've already played several of these games. So, uh, if you're a Switch owner, though, which we both are, but again, I already own Wolfenstein 2 and Nier Automata or uh, Limbo and Inside, so I'm not buying them again. Uh, well, Limbo and Inside are like free with. I think I had those because of the free with the Xbox or whatever, but Wolfenstein 2, I already own on PS4, I'm not buying it again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Luminous Remastered, which is gonna be pretty I, good. I so want that right now. <laughs> comes out tomorrow or today. Uh, Rainbow Skies, the sequel to Rainbow Moon, comes out today as well. PS4, Vita, and PS3. Uh, yes, there's still games coming out for PS3. The Crew Two comes out. Uh, the Gold Edition actually comes out tomorrow today, and uh, the regular edition comes out on Friday. That's PC, Xbox One, and PC. PS4, uh, Near Automata for Xbox One comes out today. The Blob on Switch comes out today, and then Limbo Inside and Wolfenstein 2 both come out on Friday on the Switch. So, lots of good games if you're a Switch owner and you have not played these uh, at all. And if you have played them and you just only own a Switch, might be worth getting. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious about the crew too. <laughs> I am too. That's one I missed the we missed the freaking beta. I forgot that happened. Uh, I kind of I would want to play it if we all got copies somehow. Like that seems like a game to be fun to play with friends, but I don't know that I want to play by myself. Yeah, it's like a, it's basically like a more vehicle version of Forza Horizon. <laughs> basically, that's what it feels like. So, well, um. If there's enough stuff out there for us to talk about by the time, like, Saturday or Sunday rolls around, we'll be back then. Uh, until then, enjoy your games, and we will see you later.
Later.